Stevie and I played a lot of this, this Castlevania on X Dude Live. Yeah. But I think I'm done with it. Yeah, I kind of got that feeling last time I played. Like, I, I'm just, I don't really feel like doing drag runs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> drag runs. Well, I liked it as long as I was getting new stuff, but the percentages <laughs> are so out of whack that, like, there's only one thing I need at this point in order to have the best loadout possible for Alucard. And I've done, like, 30 Dracula runs, and I haven't gotten it yet, so I think 30 might be my so If anybody doesn't know, the game basically I mean, it's, it's sort of like set up like Symphony of the Night and the, all the DS games, except you, you're all kind of thrown into this not not very large map, and it's just a rush to the boss, and when you get to the boss, you, you all hammer away on and beat him, and usually, if you have a good team, it takes no more than like 5 minutes to beat one of the, the chapters. Now, of course, there's a huge you know, uh, step of building up to that point where you're, uh, you suck like the first two, two, three hours probably where you're just doing like chapter one on normal and you're getting your ass kicked and you start to get better weapons and you can, mm-hmm. um, but the and then it gets curves, mad easy, right? Yeah. It's all out of whack. completely. Yeah. Well, it goes from impossible to ridiculously easy 
in it can be one map if you get the the overpowered sword or yeah. the the best armor or something. So you're saying the game ain't really got legs, right? No, well, no legs. It depends what you mean. Like we played my timers with like ten hours probably. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I I mean I got my money's worth out of it. I I don't regret the purchase, and it was it was fun while we were playing it, but it doesn't. Would you rather play? There's. Would you rather play 10 hours of that or however many hours of Limbo it takes to do Limbo? Uh, mm. I still haven't... I downloaded the Limbo demo, but I haven't actually... That's actually... That's a really good question, Peter. I think I would go with the... Limbo. Three hours of Limbo. Yeah. Limbo is really cool. I haven't bought it yet, but it's really cool. <laughs> I, I'm still debating whether or not I'm going to buy it. I have all the funds, all the Xbox... Do- Microsoft points. Xbox dollars. Hmm. <laughs> I've all, I have a bunch of Microsoft points. I just have. I, I'm just. I'm just real hesitant to spend them for some reason. Just how did they? How did they miss the opportunity? And not call those Xbox. Xbox. Asshole. I'm beef. I'm beef. Last time anyway. we recorded beef. <laughs> the beef. These two fought for like ten minutes after the, uh, the recording <laughs> stopped. I really wish we had that. Lost to the ravages of time. No, the Castlevania game was fun, though. I mean, I didn't. I mean, there were some games where I just didn't play at all because they were doing hard Dracula runs and my equipment sucked. I couldn't even get anywhere. And I would just die immediately if I saw any enemies. <laughs> well, the funniest part of playing with you is you'll play all the way through the map and then just not go in the boss room. <laughs> yeah. And people would really start complaining about it, either over voice or. Some of them. The, you can spam messages in the game. Yeah, some of them protested and like, wouldn't go in either. Yeah, his yep. his primary vehicle of getting entertainment from the game is going along but not helping. That's what <laughs> entertains him. <laughs> I'd say probably an hour of my in-game time with me walking around like the kitchen and stuff while everybody else was fighting. My little guy never moved from the original Yeah, spot. his guy wouldn't even be like just running around or anything. It would be perfectly still. Never moved. And there were a couple of maps. He never left the opening room. Yeah, I never... I, my character never moved the whole time and the one time I got... Like, you know... In, one of the whatever one Soma was in, he collects the souls of the enemies. Uh, I never moved the whole time, and I got Dracula's soul from it. And the guy's like, "Come on, man!" The guy that didn't do anything got Dracula's soul. What the fuck? So, but it's fun. Beef said. I mean, Beef said, I, "I'm battling over Dracula's soul. We're fighting. I like fighting for Dracula's thinking. soul. I I like where their ideas were with the game." The matchmaking was horrible. Yeah. Um, it's like they wrote it. It's like they submitted it to Microsoft to be released, and they're like, uh, "Guys, there's no matchmaking." And then, oh, hold on one sec. It's and a multiplayer game with no matchmaking. <laughs> yeah, and then resubmitted it ten minutes later. They banged this out in a weekend. Well, it was doing stuff like Bob and I would be partied mm. at the Xbox Live level. And it wouldn't let us into the same game. Or we could both start a game, but and other people could join our games, but I couldn't join <sighs> his game. And it didn't fix itself until you like both left the game and or came back in. Or like you completely shut just, off your three sixty and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it got bad enough that we actually had to restart our three sixties at some point. It's like, I don't know how you even do something like that. We had a little bit but, of fun with uh, playing with other people and that's always fun just to goof off. 
the one night. Yeah, um, it, was a, it was a good goof off game. It reminded me a little bit of the PSO days. Yeah, but, but like the one time, nothing uh, can ever match the PSO days from Dreamcast. No, just because it was the infancy of all of it, and it was all new to us. And, a lot of naive people that you could steal from, and yeah. the game mechanics allowed it. <laughs> well, <laughs> what sword? The case in point of how remedial the online was for this. There's no way to trade items or to give people items. I think that's or... intentional, though. I don't think they want somebody getting ten of the best sword and then just giving them away to their friends. I think it's stupid. Hey, hey, uh, can you give him an egg blaster back, please? What egg blaster? <laughs> <laughs> don't have any egg blaster. <laughs> As Don Davis runs circles around him, <laughs> and you. <laughs> We play with some Japanese guy with some super powerful sword, and he manages to die eventually. And one of us low-level guys just takes it. He can't really speak the language, but he's trying his best to ask for it back. And we have no idea <laughs> yeah, what he's talking it, about, actually. It did the automatic translation, right? <laughs> yeah, you could select things from the menu. Yeah, and I kept asking him, like, if he was good at bamboo sticks or something. <laughs> <laughs> it made no sense. <laughs> it was awesome. Sword have you take? What? I don't know. But it was it was good just because you could steal from people, basically. Yeah, like they just mm-hmm. announced um, PSO two, which but they've done twenty PSOs over the last ten years. I don't know what PSU blue. Are they ever going to make one that's good? That's my question. I don't know. This one's officially well, Fantasy Star Online two, the number two yeah. after it. But the problem being, uh, like, if if they don't allow your weapon to drop when you die, I, that that's half the fun. It's just considered too hardcore. But for us. After you know, after the initial playing it normally, the main point to play was just p- amusing yourself by waiting for someone to die so you could steal their stuff. It was endlessly fun. <laughs> yeah, when you got it into was. a game and saw like three super high level players with weapons you'd never yeah. seen, it's like, oh shit, here we yeah. go, <laughs> jackpot, waiting for him to die. And all it's you like, have to do. You yeah, can't you just... build a game around that because you know if everyone's doing that, it's going to be a horrible community. Yeah, it's, you can't no, build it a has game to happen that. organically. Not a lot of people were doing that back then, like. When I would lose my weapon, a lot of people just give it right back to me. I know. Like, the only reason back. we were allowed to do that, we got away with it, is because it was kind of new, you know? Mm-hmm. We were pioneers. At this point, you can't allow that because everyone would be doing it and it would just be an endless source of grief. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Don't anyway, you. we had uh, one night. Anytime I, when I actually found my headset, I had a little more fun with it with uh, Castlevania and the big groups. But not a lot of people used the headsets anyway in that game. I don't know why. No. But uh, a couple times there were, and everybody would be ready. And you, if you played any of the Symphony of the Night Castlevania games, I mean, you don't, you just go in, you hit the buttons. It's all about what weapons you have, and and uh, we're all uh, grouped up and ready to go. And I'm like, hope you guys know all the moves. Are you on mic? Yeah. There were uh, there were multiple times that I had to mute my mic because I'd be laughing like an idiot over something stupid. RJ said just before the map started. You have to mute it so you don't embarrass yourself in front of all the... Yeah, so I didn't giggle like a little girl. (laughs) I was like, everybody was about to fight Dracula. And uh, I go, you will never defeat me. (laughs) And then I go, in in another voice, I'm like, he's in other headsets. (laughs) (laughs) You used to... that's, That's pretty good. It's like the old days back when you used to be entertaining on Xbox Live. And then you just got boring. You became a bore. You used to, you used to tell these awesome stories that would go nowhere, but they always seemed like they were about to go somewhere. Yeah. That was oh, my man. favorite. And then my man Jerry just comes into the room, right? <laughs> the Jerry walks in. And you just never go anywhere. It's There's, always about <laughs> to go somewhere. <laughs> it sounds like the next line is the funniest line, because I'm kind of laughing while I'm saying it, but 
Nope. You could build a horrible SNL skit around that that would go about eight minutes too long and it'd be... <laughs> <laughs> then then you'd get a movie made that wouldn't make any money. You gotta find, you gotta find another... How did MacGruber do? <laughs> pretty boring. We, we gotta find another good Xbox Live game that we can just play with other people and just entertain ourselves. Well, are you gonna do that with Madden? Madden. We did that with... Um, Back, we actually, I think we probably had more fun, for the most part, on the first Xbox Live than on Xbox 360 Live. Yeah, probably. Because we played, we played uh, Rainbow Six. Yeah. <laughs> we did a lot of funny stuff, and we were up to all kinds of nonsense in then. Back Singing in the day. crazy songs. We were just, we were, we were just handfuls of fun. Back in the day, singing, playing some singing our weird country songs, <laughs> <laughs> amusing ourselves. Especially since, like, we've told the, the stories about uh, playing Left for Dead. And uh, we pretended we didn't know each other, and then we'd start fighting and stuff. It's way funnier. There's a big group of y'all playing, and they don't know that you and I know each other. Remember the time when I I did the freestyle rap? (laughs) And when I was about to start my verse, I was saying, Yo, uh, give me that cum. Give me that cum. And the the other guy just assumed I was saying cron. Like for like chronic. chronic, and he was like, "Yeah, man, that was sick." <laughs> I was saying, "Come." <laughs> that did happen. And then I did, the, I did the whole like rap verse about like my G three AC or whatever. And I acted like it was like freestyle, but it wasn't. Got he had it beforehand. all written out. Yeah, before we could even play the game, he's like, "Sit around on I am making up rap verses so that we could freestyle them later." In the game, <laughs> Yo, man, I, feel uh, I love freestyle it. Freestyle coming on, <laughs> exactly. Give me that cum. Give me that cum. <laughs> Why does the rapper want cum so bad? <laughs> but he gets away with it because everyone thinks he's saying cron. <laughs> but why would you think that? <laughs> my other, one of my other favorite ones was uh, the one of our characters was the guy who just his friend turned the game on. And uh, this is his first time experiencing it. So it's like, man, this game's sick. This game's pretty sick. Oh, man, this game's... This game's too sick, man. Turn it off. Turn it off, man. Please, Jamal, turn my game off, man. Back in in Battlefront 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2, you had a guy who... He didn't like the game. He hated playing it. But he couldn't reach the console or something, so he couldn't turn it off. Right. So he had to keep playing, and he kept asking the other guy to turn it off. Yeah, he kept begging his friend to turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) The the all-time best is also the one that's the hardest to pull off. I've tried it a couple times, but never been able to succeed with it. The max, It's Yeah, the max. (laughs) (laughs) That was a wolf and stutz from, like, 2003 yeah, or it, it's it's Center. difficult to do right, but it's the best if you can do it right. It's I guess basically what it is is you set up a whole thing where throughout the game for a while, like you have a little brother named Max who keeps bugging you and trying to grab the controller and he's bumping into <laughs> you and just harassing you the whole time. And that's that's how you set it up. Like that's going on throughout the whole match. Yeah, for and a while, at, like at a key fifteen point, minutes at least. Yeah, <laughs> and then at a key point, you're getting mad at him, saying Max, Max. Then you go, oh, Max. But you have to do it just right. <laughs> you really have to, yeah, you have to work that first part for at least 15, 20 minutes. To get the but you also have it. to say it just right when you get to the good part or it yeah. doesn't work. It'll fall flat. 
It's real. I, I can't do it. I, I'm not good enough. <laughs> I like that it has a name. It's the Max. Yeah, it's the Max. Yep. Oh, Max. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Your little brother starts beating him up for some reason. <laughs> and he goes along with it. <laughs> he's, all, uh, he's all originated probably like 03, 04. We don't make new material anymore. We don't. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta find we gotta find another game that's a decent enough game to keep our attention, but also uh, Halo Reach. Yeah, but you're gonna send it back in like a week or less. You won't let me play it with you. You're you're like it's, it's, it'll be too easy if you're in my game. Uh. I've played Halo Reach for one night now. I've had it before. <laughs> I'm on the fourth mission, and the fourth mission is sweet. I'm on the third. I just started the third. You know, Halo Reach. It's at first, you know, at first when I first started playing it, I was like, okay. It's basically Halo 3. But as you go along, you, you do notice a lot of polish and a lot of nice touches that put, set it set it apart from Halo 3. Plus, the graphics are a little better. And, uh, you know, the art and everything. And it, it's the story and the music and everything. It, it's a good package. I'm actually uh, pretty up on it right now, surprisingly. Because there's no bigger critic of Halo 3 than me. Yeah, so in preparation for Reach, I don't even know why. I guess because I own them and I feel... Like I should play things I own at some point. Yeah, that would, you don't have you don't have enough life left to play all the. <laughs> well, not everything, but uh, so I knew Reach was coming out. I saw some videos of it; and it looked kind of cool, so I wanted to play it. So I'm like, all right, let me finally finish up Halo Three. I think I only have like a couple hours left. So I did, and my girlfriend actually walked into the room at one point. She's like, "Why are you playing one of the old Halos?" But she meant really old Halos, yeah, like, like Xbox. one or two, because three looks terrible. It does. That is a bad looking game. It's just. It, I, just doesn't look good for a 360 game. It doesn't um, look like a 360 game. It's like Gun on 360. This doesn't look like a 360 game. Yeah, and it, I mean it's 07, but still. And that's it, that's why it defies explanation because it's like this is a high budget game. Why didn't they pull out all the stops? Why does it look like this? I don't know. I, I don't think Bungie is really good at this kind of thing. But anyway, I mean there were some annoyances in it, but I, I like the Halo pacing of you know you have a yeah. little bit of on foot and then you get into a vehicle and just run shit over and yeah. you get back on foot. And, um, some big epic battles. I like those uh, those giant spider tanks you had to go inside. And yeah, it was pretty go. cool. And the, I like how there's, there's often a lot of ships flying around and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't a bad game or anything. It was fun. Just you know, Pre- Reach is pretty good with the pacing and, you know, setting up different types of fights and stuff. And they also have a, sometimes have a lot of stuff going on and a lot of ships flying around. It. Yeah. I just really don't cool. get all, like, the crazy love for Halo 3. So I went back and checked the, on NeoGAF, the old Halo 3 thread. Yeah. Maybe they love it, probably. Now, like, you know, three years later or whatever. And back then, man, like, when it first came out, they were freaking out over how great it was. Yeah, and but that, that's, that's, the, that's the, just the biggest example, the best example of, of, of being sort of a fanboy clouding your judgment. Because even when it came out, right away, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? The first time I played it, I was mad. Well, that's the thing. I played, so I, I restarted my game from 2007 when I first bought the game. And I was on, like, Mission 2. It's like, fucking I, Halo 2. It's fucking Halo 2. So even back then, I was like, I'm going to play one mission, and that's probably going to be just about it. <laughs> yeah, because when you boot up Halo 3, it's Halo 2 in widescreen. That's all it is. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's still Got fun. Him. It's just... It, 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 it. Anyway, so then I also have Halo ODST on my shelf here. And everybody's saying it's like it's like a three- or four-hour game. I'm like, all right, I'll blow through it like, it on a like Saturday morning. Uh, it looks a little better, but it's not even as good. It's like a... Yeah. It tries to be a little bit open world. 
Um, but it, it just wasn't a very good game. And it was not three or four hours long. It's like eight. But at the five hour mark, I'm like, what the fuck? And I'd already played too much, so I had to keep going. So that was my couple weeks ago playing those. Anyway, so I got Reach and uh, I'm on mission. I just started mission three. I'm I just started that. mission four, yo. Ooh. Well, why is that? Because you're playing a normal. Oh. This dude's playing casual level. No, I'm not. I'm playing a normal, just like a normal person. Casual level. <laughs> That's what level you're supposed yeah, to pick. Yeah, it says is normal. Not, this is what you're a normal supposed to person play. or not. Normal is what I normally go to on the. Like, I don't want a game to punish me. I just want to experience it's the game. It's not and, punishing you. If you look at what it actually. The description. Okay, it says normal. If you look at it, it's like. You know, I don't play a lot of shooters as the description. That's not what it says. And then for heroic, it's like, this is the way Halo was meant to be played. <laughs> no, it doesn't say go that. Go look. Go check right now. It says, Normal says I don't play a lot of shooters. It says, like, I, you know, I just want, I just want to have fun. Okay. But heroic I haven't says, noticed it being overly hard. On, it's not, I mean, it's not hard at all on Normal, but it's also not, like, super easy. I've died a few times. Yeah, but you just... You know, throwing up bullets at everything. I don't need a game to kill me over and over. I mean, dying once in a while on normal seems about right. It's not... There's a legendary, too, where they just punish you. I don't want to die all the time. Dying isn't fun. Yeah, I'm kind of with Peter on this one. It says this is the way Halo was meant to be How many times have you died in your three missions? Quite a few. Quite a few. What's fun about dying over and over? It's a completely different game. You're just running and gunning. I like to die over and over. That's a fucking nothing. Well, I know you have to beat it in three days because you fucking rented it. But no, I can I'm going to play it. On, I'm going to play it on heroic since I got game paid for it. I can play as long as I want. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> can I say that on the air? No. No. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Halo Reach is what Halo Three should have been. Like, this, it, like if if this game came out in 2007, and it was called Halo Three. It would have made some sense. I don't know. I I usually play the games on either normal or if it's a type of game that I don't play frequently. Um, I've never gone to easy. Play some on easy. <laughs> I'll admit it. Listen, Devil May Cry three. Even on easy, it was hard. But I just couldn't play the game because I'm not going to put anything on easy. So I just never way. played Devil May Cry three. Yeah, if I'm really bad, like even the God of, like the God of War three, I started to play it on normal, and I just start getting mad at it, and I just stop yeah. playing it. Like I, I don't know if it was three or whatever. Whatever the Devil May Cry was that wasn't the, before the 361. Yeah, three. Okay. Which was it absurdly was, hard. Yeah, it was absurdly hard. Even on easy, it's it's pretty much too hard. But since I'm not going to play on easy, I just ain't going to play at all. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do too. But uh, I'm saying with Halo, they even the, the one developer was on like game trailers TV and said normal is for casuals, and we sort of make the real game on heroic. They should yes, they should name it differently, but they don't. Just saying, the actual game is heroic. Is there anything different other than the difficulty curve? Well, enemies just... Or, I mean, the AI is smarter. They don't just right stand now? out in the open waiting for you to shoot them. It's it's more of a real game. You're not just running and gunning and getting to the next Because there, there are a lot of games where the difficulty is just, like, variables as far as how many bullets someone takes to die or how much damage bullets do. Well, yeah, there, I mean, there's some of that, too. You can't kill those little guys. Even, like, every enemy is... Like, you can't just run over every enemy. Um, like, you see those little dudes who run around, they're like the jokey characters. Even they take a decent amount of bullets. But that's not the only change. It's a, it's It plays 
very differently. I just played the other two Halos on normal, just because I wanted to rush through them. And uh, I figure I'm paying my 30 bucks or whatever this came to at Kmart. But, yeah. and, uh, and the other issue with difficulty levels is there doesn't seem to be any consistency with them. Normal on one game might be easy on another, or super difficult on a different one. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I play normal on everything. I'm just saying Halo, the developers said Heroic is the way to go. You did that same thing with uh, Call of Duty 2. You're gonna play on veteran. Definitely, it's like a real war. It's like real life. This is... Never mind. <laughs> I was about to be really mean, but... Yes, that is what I say. <laughs> I tried playing Call of Duty 2 on veteran. I mean, you just... It just means you're going to die constantly, and it's just, what's fun about that? Yeah, Call of Duty punishes you a little too much. What's fun about just dying over and over? I mean, yeah, you can, you inch forward through the game as you die over and over. It's not like, there's fun. some areas where veteran on Call of Duty, I only played two on veteran, the other ones are just ridiculous. But um, there's some areas where it's cooler because you actually have to think about, okay, I have to go over here and kind of try to flank them. And, but then there's other spots where just you have to learn the exact pattern before you can get past it. There's no other way. Hold on a second. What are you waiting for? I can't play right now. Gonna rub one out. What you doing? Are you a puppy? So speaking of setting things on easy, that is how I played Splinter Cell. Easy? Mm -hmm. Dude, that game was easy on normal. Come on! Well, I didn't try it on normal. I just went straight to easy. <laughs> you didn't try it. Well, that's straight one of those to games. Easy street. Splinter Cell is kind of the same way that I played it on 360, but um, I just kind of wanted to get through it because I heard it was, I heard it was good. So I'm like, I, I want to play it. But it was also one of those ones where I kept seeing how far along I was. I'm like, how many missions do I have left in this? I did not enjoy it as much as you did. Well. I, I don't know. I mean, one of the reasons I played it on easy was that I had never played a Splinter Cell before, so I didn't know, like, how they played, and I didn't want to... Um, I remember when it first came out, I think it was Peter was talking about, he couldn't figure out how to play it, so he just tried to run and gun through the first mission and uh, oh, yeah. or the demo or whatever it was, um, and it didn't really work out for him that way, so... Um, I think I still tried to play it correctly. You know, I was trying to be stealthy and find the side routes and all that. Until but... you set off the alarm. Yeah. My problem. And then I had to kill guys. Yeah, my main problem with that game is just it it wanted to be more of an action game, but they left the stealth controls in there. Well, yeah, there were a, one of my primary complaints about it is there were a lot of places that there was forced confrontation, and it wasn't like you had to kill. In order to progress, you had to kill this one guy, and you could do it and be sneaky. It was like a room full of guys, and the only way you were getting through that section was throwing grenades or, you know, that type mm -hmm. of thing. And I didn't like the um, where you can mark the enemies, and then you hit a button and it just kills everybody for you. Well, I didn't mind the marking thing because you had to hand-to-hand -to -hand combat to get the ability to mark people. Like, except then, at the end of that one mission where you can mark everybody for some reason. Well, I actually thought that was one of the cooler missions. Well, me too, but because, it was cool because you, just, you were a total badass for, like, Yeah, minutes. you were a total badass for, like, right. 45 seconds or something. <laughs> um, and it was relevant to the story. Like, there was a major plot point just before that that would explain why all of a sudden he was a super badass and 
I liked that part of it. There was a similar thing at the very end of the game. I won't spoily, but um, you know, I I thought they used it. I thought the idea of the mark and execute was good. I thought the execution of it needed a lot of work. And I think they did reward you for when you were stealthy and you like uh, in a couple of the missions where you're in a building, you could get to the window and then climb along outside. Yeah, to take out you the go guys. out the window and do the hand over hand and all that. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think there were some spots like that where if you did kind of think out of the box and went outside and went around, the, the mission got way easier because you could take everybody out one by one. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like they, they have to decide for the next one. if it, Is it an action game or is it the old stealth Splinter Cell? This yeah. sort of mishmash of them didn't work for me. What game are you talking about there? Conviction. Conviction. Uh, you play much of that, Beef? Yeah, I played all the way through it. Uneasy. Oh, uneasy? Uneasy mode. <laughs> and Actually, I like Beef, it, there were a couple spots but... in that game, even on normal, that you would just die 20 times at the same spot and just get angry, so maybe easy was better. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to... Like Peter was saying, I, I only have time to play through games like once and I don't want to spend an hour on a single part of one mission just because the difficulty's too high and the checkpoints don't make sense. That is one thing Splinter Cell, I think, did really uh, really well was where checkpoints were. Wait, no, because um, it has maybe the most glaring problem as far as that goes, where you're sneaking in. This isn't a spoiler or anything. Not that anybody cares about this game anymore. <laughs> you're you're going into the um, like their main headquarters, and you walk up to mm-hmm. the front desk, and there's this long cut scene. Of him. Oh yeah, and then you have, and then the gate starts closing, and you've got to quick get in. And maybe on easy it was different, but when you as soon as you go through that gate, you just start getting shot at, and there's a guy down the hall who's shooting at you, and you yeah. have to know to take a left and somehow get rid of that guy down the hall and keep going and make it under this other closing door. If you don't, you will yeah. have to rewatch that cutscene again. You have to rewatch the cutscene. Yeah, that that was one thing that annoyed me with it is I had I played it in a couple sessions. Um, I think it was three sittings. I played through it, and um, it makes you watch the first like fifteen or twenty seconds of a movie before you can cancel out of it. <laughs> I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Well, it's better than not being able to cancel out of it at all, which is what some games do. Yeah, I mean. Even MGS4 let you cancel the movies immediately. So you sure wasn't just sure. loading the next scene. I don't know. Maybe French people like that. It, it could be they're, they're they're loading the next level during the first twenty seconds of the cutscene. Yeah. It's possible, I guess. But I'd rather watch a loading screen than oh! twenty seconds of a video I've already seen once. Um, I don't know, but I'm glad I played on the PC because it was actually. Quite pretty. It's pretty. Uh, yeah, let me max everything out on my machine and 16x for the uh, AF and all that. So, and it ran real well. But um, the one thing that that threw me about the actual mechanics of the play was there all throughout the game there are these weapon stashes, and it's where you can get new game or new weapons or upgrade mm-hmm. the weapons you have. And I had no idea there was anything other than pistols until the very last map. (laughs) (laughs) Because it uses this one, it uses the same icon that's the mark and execute icon all the way up near the top of the screen to suggest that you can go to different levels in the weapon stage. Maybe it's more prevalent on the 360 version, but I I knew immediately that you could go to different pages. Yeah, I had no idea. (laughs) So I played through the entire game 
with pistols. Wow. Well, that is very stealthy. That is a stealth yeah. weapon. Can you sort of just blaze your way through that game with a big gun if you want to? Not always. On easy? I bet you could. Yeah, I mean, there's certain spots where maybe you couldn't, but yeah, probably on easy. Like, what happens if you just start opening fire? Does they just kill you? Well, some maps, it actually ends the mission. Oh, that's what I hate. See, at least Hitman had the sense to let you just shoot everyone if you wanted to, mm-hmm. which is what always happened yeah. anyway. Well, there, there's one map that if you get uh, seen or, you know, set off the alarm or whatever, it ends the mission, but you're infiltrating a building at the time, so it makes a little bit of sense. <laughs> but I got so lucky in that one where you go to the, the fair or whatever. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, on the way out, you know how you have to kind of sneak by a bunch of guys or just take them out, and mm-hmm. I just got lucky. I remember that. Uh, yeah, I, I I remember how now. It was a few months ago, but I, I know that if I didn't beat this one spot on that playthrough, like I was never going to touch this game again. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that that actually brings up a decent point about the uh, when I was playing the fair, the very beginning of the fair, you have to go around and stealthily kill the um, guys that are trying to like stop you from meeting somebody. And uh, I was killing them basically in plain sight of at least 30 people. And because I was in the shadow, no one thought anything of it. Um, I thought the game was way too liberal about what it considered you being concealed was. Um, you know, like the, there were multiple occasions where a guy was like six inches away from me. Yeah. Um, and because I was theoretically hidden, according to the game. He had no idea I was there. Yeah, there were a couple times Even where, I had... where I thought I was hidden, and it looked to me like I was, but somehow somebody saw me, and I'm like, there's absolutely no way that guy could have seen me. That, yeah. that sort of reminds me of Uncharted 2, which I've been finally playing. <laughs> we're, we're all very up-to-date on our game. <laughs> well, you've been talking about fu- Splinter Cell Conviction for quite long enough, I, I should think. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, we're, we're all playing, like, games that came out well, Uncharted 2 yeah, I've been playing, I finally got on playing Uncharted 2 and I'm actually playing Like I, I, I'm like alright I gotta play the game that everyone uses as the gold standard for one of the best looking games and I've been playing it actually on the downstairs TV which is a better quality picture bigger TV better picture and everything and it has like a real HDMI input unlike my TV um yeah, but first of all, I, I gotta say, the, the stealth segments I don't really like. I, I never like those. But th- what bothers me is there's no consistent rule set for, for how you can get detected. There, there are times when you can, where a guard can be facing you and be about thir- 20 feet away and not see you take someone else out. But in other times, they are alerted for no reason at all. I mean, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, what's my point? <laughs> no, the graphics, all right. I, I, I'm having trouble seeing what the big deal about the graphics are. I mean, they're really solid. They're well done. I actually think the characters are kind of strange. And, you know, it's, it's well done and it looks good, but it doesn't have the same wow factor that Gears 2 did. It, like, I don't know. I guess that's just me. How do you, how would you put them up against Gears 2, RJ? I haven't actually played Gears 2. Uh, I've, I've never no had one's Gears played Gears 2. Too. How can I? <laughs> I didn't really like Gears 1. Gears 1 looked good, but Gears 2 looked quite a bit better than Gears 1, which is saying a lot. And Gears 2 really jumps out at you, and it, it, it's, it grabs your attention. And Uncharted, at least Uncharted, at least so far, it looks really good, and it's strong graphically, but it doesn't just... It does, the art doesn't just jump out at me like Gears 2 did. I don't know. I don't know. I want to completely rip you apart on this, but A, I just you don't haven't have the played energy, it. and B, I haven't played it. <laughs> 
Uncharted Two just doesn't it hasn't impressed me that much graphically so far. I mean, it's good, but it's not. It's maybe my expectations were just configured too high because all the hype, all this time, everyone's saying it's the best. Maybe I don't know. It was the TZ take the year one. What's the other best one? Like God of Wars Three, Wars, and God Wars Three, God Wars Three. And uh, uh, Resistance 2, right? No, Resistance 2 is awful. Really? Resistance 2 is a really... Killzone? Yeah, probably like Killzone. Oh, Killzone 2. That's right. Never mind. I, 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 that's what I, I meant, Killzone 2. Yeah. Um, like, God of War 3, I didn't see a lot of it because I didn't want to because I wanted to eventually play it, but um, my girlfriend played through it and said it's just amazing looking. Certain really? I gotta try it. I'm, I'm finally actually getting into some PS3 stuff lately, so maybe I'll try the God of War 3 and the uh, maybe the Killzone 2. I watched my brother play some Killzone too, and it looked kind of boring. I don't know why. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of the demo. I, that's one uh, big PS3 game I do not have. It's like you know, it, it, it's kind of got a cool thing going graphically. It's it's kind of impressive, but it looks kind of boring too. I don't know. Yeah, I Am mean, I you have to be in the mood for a shooter. And if you're playing Halo right now, you probably don't care about yet another uh, space shooter. Yeah. Why doesn't Halo Reach look as good as Gears, Gears of War 2? I mean, why, why can't they do that? I don't know. It's weird. Like, Bungie doesn't go out of their way to make games look great. I mean, I mean put... look. Halo Reach looks pretty good. It looks... It's actually got some consistency issues. Some places... Some areas of the game look kind of shitty. But other areas look really good. So it's sort of, like, not consistent. But, you know, when it looks good, it looks good. But, like, it just looks on the level of, like, a typical good-looking 360 game. It doesn't look... Special, you know what I mean? Yeah, and especially for oh. how many it's, how many copies it's going to sell and everything. Yeah, figure it'd be like well, some amazing. Don't you game. think that's exactly why they didn't put a lot of work into? Because they're just phoning it, it in. Yeah, I mean they're done with the contract. That. I don't buy the that last because Halo game. In terms of the story and the production and just the way the game, the game has a lot of care put into it. Clearly, it just the graphics just aren't quite. Yeah, it's, Art, a, it's don't more, have the don't have the power that Gears does. It's more character models and textures. It's not so much the whole uh, everything else going on. The characters this time look look fairly good up close. Uh, my main complaint with the graphics is that the environments are very inconsistent. Sometimes they look some areas look really good. <laughs> Case in point, Mission Four, which I'm on right now, the environment looks fantastic. Um, but you know, Mission One, not so much. Right. So. And plus, the color palette is really sometimes it's just really ugly looking. I don't know what that is. I expect games of a high caliber in the this day and age to have a really well done, well thought out color palette, so the colors really pop and look interesting. A good example is Gears Two. The best use of color I've ever seen in a video game is probably Gears of War Two. And Halo Reach still has like just shit in colors. They don't put any thought into it. It's there's no artistry. What? I said you fucking love your Gears 2. I don't even think... Gears 2 isn't even my favorite game, but I, I, I use it as a standard when talking about graphics in games. Because whether or not it's my favorite game isn't the point. The point is it's probably the best looking game, at least in my opinion. Or one, at least one of the best looking games ever. Yeah, and part of, that, part of that is technical wizardry or whatever. And, you know, prob- there's probably a lot of, like, you know, tricks and sleight of hand and smoke and mirrors to make it look even better. But, you know, but it's also got, like, great artistry and great artwork and great color selection, which adds to it, adds to the impact. They they work, they really work with what they can work with, and they get the most out of it. Are you excited for Gears 3? Um, there's not too many games I'm really excited about, but 
But so no, but you know, I, 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 I'll play it. It'll be fun. Beast mode looks pretty fun. You know, gears gears games tend to be really fun online, and uh, I'm sure it'll be no exception to that. Did you vote in the Carmine thing? I don't know what that means. Yeah, that bothered me. I guess you could vote to see if the female character dies or not. But you voted by, <laughs> like, on Xbox Live or, or on Xbox Live, you bought a an Avatar T-shirt that says like, "Yay, Carmine" or "Nay, Carmine" or something. Wait, so they, they'll change what happens in the game based on the vote? Yeah. Really? That's weird. And that did go to charity, right? People look at him. I believe so. Yeah. tell you though there is one aspect of fallout 3 which is just garbage and that is operation anchorage i finally got around to playing that it's just it's horrible it's 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 so bad because fallout 3 is an rpg that's also kind of a shooter that that's what it is and that's and it's great at that operation anchorage it's it's not an rpg it's just it's just like several hours of call of duty except within fallout 3 with this kind of a you know, it's got bad shooting and, you know, it's just, it's, there's no RPG in it. You don't even get to keep yeah, your items. You're, you get to, you're playing a hologram where you don't even carry over your character or items, you know? Yeah, I, I don't like that trend in DLCs because uh, Borderlands is another game that did that with DLCs where an entire piece of DLC has nothing to do basically with the core game. Um, well, they justified they the, it, but it, it still it was boring. It was just bad. Well, the, they turned it. They yeah. only they they took just the shooter part of Fallout Three and built the whole expansion on just being a shooter. None of your items carry over. You're just doing a VR, and it's shit. It's just so boring. Speaking of VR, and I don't intend to drag back to uh, Splinter Cell. You're going to talk about but, some VR missions. Well, I'm going to talk about if there's a game that could have used VR missions, it was Splinter Cell. Shit. Yeah. That that was one of my favorite parts of. Uh, the Metal Gears were the VR missions because they were just pure gameplay. You know, there wasn't weird like cat people and right. you know all that shit. Um, and I was really hoping Splinter Cell would have something like that because there's all the achievements for doing really weird shit like uh, marking and executing four people or something. And it seems weird to have to go back to the single player game to look for occasions that you could do right. that. Um, it would have been cool if they had had VR missions or at least warp you to a place in the game that you can do it mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> for basically all of those achievements. It would have added a ton of replay value. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, there were, there were some areas, and I can still think of the exact rooms in Splinter Cell Conviction where I had a lot of fun. Like, it was cool planning out how I was going to take down the room. There mm-hmm. just weren't enough of them. And M- MGS4 was nope. the same way. I complained about it years ago, but there were, like, two spots in MGS4 where I'm like, okay, this is awesome. This is the way the MGS games are supposed to be. 
and then the rest of it was and cutscene. I, I, I'm poo-poo on MGS4, but I keep hoping there'll be some doohickey that lets me play uh, Peace Walker on the PS3. Yeah, I, I'm, I have Peace Walker here, and I just haven't played it at all, just because I you don't know, like that kind of Now that I'm finally playing some PS3 games, is it worth it to go try to play some MGS4, or has time sort of passed it by? I think it would be really interesting for you to try it and see what your take on it is. Well, this I can tell you straight up, I don't really... I'm not looking for any games to have hour-long cutscenes. That's not exactly my bag. So I can tell you that's almost certainly going to bother me. Well, you can skip them. Skip yeah. them. If the actual gameplay... That, you know, I've always found MGS games in general to really try my patience with, with how much setup there is before you actually get to play. And it just happens over and over and over. I mean... It does try my patience, but sometimes the game itself is all right. Yeah, I mean, the actual, the first couple acts, if you want to like MGS4... Just skip all the cutscenes. <laughs> skip the cutscenes, play the first two acts, and then turn it off. How do the graphics on that hold up to a game like Uncharted 2? Are they as good as that? Yeah, there was a there was a big thread about that relatively recently. Like MGS4 and... graphics, are they still a gold standard? Well, I don't think they ever were a gold standard. Really? That's the problem. It looks, based on the videos from, like, you know, video review or whatever, they look good to me. Graphics. It's it's playable. Like, the, there were never any parts that I said, oh, God, that's ugly. But there were very few parts where I said, wow, that's pretty. Really? You know, it was it was perfectly serviceable. I loved that all the cutscenes So there's no gold standard, oh, Wait, didn't you play it later, too? I played it. Very close to release. Oh. It wasn't right on release. I thought it was like a year later close. or something. No, in fact, I, that's the reason I bought my PS3. Yeah. I, I, mean, I played it when it first came out, and I don't remember everything it looked at. I, I'm, I seem to remember it looking quite good, but I don't know how it looked today. I haven't played it in a while. My fucking PS3's yeah, broken. Mean, yeah, me too. There's a lot of that going around. What's broken? The PS3 is still broken. Oh, really? Mine doesn't... Mine doesn't read discs. How's yours broken? Mine ain't turning on. Uh, <laughs> you seem too happy about that. Mine ain't turning on, yo. <laughs> um, well, I, I would have just sent it to Sony for the 150 bucks or whatever. But 150? Yeah. But X Dude charges 100. I see. I never got charged for my X Dude ones. They were always just I did. barely within warranty stuff. I've had mine fixed twice by X Dude. It cost 100 bucks each time. Well, what I can tell you, Beeve, is if you're going to hang on to that one. And I don't know. Try to get the drive fixed or whatever. Just back up your saves often, because yeah. I told Jack the same thing when his was starting to uh, go down on him. Um, mine was just suddenly, <laughs> whack, whack. mine was just suddenly broken one day, and I uh, I'm not good about randomly backing up saves. Um, mm-hmm. And even though you can take the hard drive out, Sony has this proprietary memory bullshit. Yeah. So it's tied. Even if you take the hard drive out and put it in a new yeah. machine, first thing it does is format the hard yeah, drive. The hard drive's tied to your yeah. machine. So yeah, I, my goal before I ever send this to Sony is to somehow get it to turn on for like 10 minutes. So there are like, <laughs> no, I mean, there's things on YouTube of like different Putting it to your PC? To, huh? Can you put the hard no, drive to your PC? Actually, no, you can't. I mean, you, no. you can, but it's not going to do anything. Um, you can copy the files over, right? No, it uses a different file system. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, there's a couple things online. I just have been too lazy to try them. But if yeah, I can get it to turn I, on... For... I saw you can... Uh, there's like a hair dryer <laughs> yeah, thing where you deliberately heat that, it up. That just looks like it's just going to melt everything inside. <laughs> and then there's another one where you basically put the entire console in the freezer. 
for like 15 minutes yeah. and then quick take it out and turn it on. That's weird. I don't know. But I, What's I'd the like... theory behind that, Beef? It's a lot of the times consoles fail is because a couple years ago there was legislation where they had to take lead out of solder and that makes the solder less good. So how is getting a time console, to make it work? Well, most of the time a console fails is because one solder point somewhere failed. Right. Um, and heating it up expands the solder. Yeah, you put so it in the refrigerator. Those gaps, put it in the freezer, contracts the solder or contracts other pieces of the metal to, um, depending on how it broke, it just makes those connections connect again. Hmm. Just long enough until it cools back down or heats back up and expands to break the joint. But the science is pretty sound, but it's a crap. I get what you're saying, but like putting the PS3, it, if you if you want to put it into a high enough temperature to where it would melt solder, it seems like it would melt, it it would melt all the solder. And then you're no, it, it doesn't have to melt it. It just has to make it expand. You know, when you heat up metals, they expand. I guess, yeah. And when you cool them down, they contract. That so. Beef, 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 college education is finally it. paying off. D- don't don't worry your pretty little head over college. the physics. And really, there's only one save on there that I'm doing this for and kind of delaying everything for, and it's my 20 plus hours in Valkyria Chronicles. <laughs> you ever gonna play when I was first? Game? Yeah, I'm, I slowly make like every Christmas time I play it for like ten hours again. And right, but it's an RPG. You forget what you were doing. I mean, no, it's, right? It's mission based. You're not. It's oh. not an RPG so much. It's like a strategy. I mean, it's an RPG, but it's strategy based. So it's like a map, and then a map, and a map. You know? I mean, the, when I was first looking at doing the backups when my PS3 drive failed, um, I was thinking that I needed to back that stuff up. But I can't think of any save games I really need. I mean, I'm. I've got my complete MGS4 game. I've got my complete Grand Theft Auto 4 game. But I'm not going to go back and play right. those again. Yeah, that's why I only want this one. Because it's one that I am always playing like just a little bit at a time. And now, and I've got like 90 MGS4 saves because I saved a new one every single yeah. time. My, Because uh, hmm. that made me go and back up my 360 saves. And... Uh, mm. Yeah, that happened to me too. I was looking at like my Fallout saves and Oblivion and things like that. I just saved all the time. Dra- Dragon Age is another one I do. Yeah. In Dragon Age, I actually used up all, I think it's 50 save slots. So then I had to keep like overwriting older ones. And... Go back to the oldest yeah. one and overwrite that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think I have any saves on the PS3 I really need. I mean, it'll be kind of a bitch to re-download any PSN stuff I've gotten. Yeah, but... and supposedly you have to, um, you know, unregister your PSN account with the console. Well, if you unregister it, all that does is save one of your downloads. Like, you're allowed five downloads. Yeah, but supposedly, there's something with video content where you're only allowed one. I don't have any yeah, video content. Matters, but... <laughs> but, like, what are you supposed to do if your console actually shits the bed like yours? Uh, I think they, yeah. you can ask them to deactivate it on there. Okay. Yeah, there must be some mechanism for them to do it on their end. Yeah, uh, thanks, Sony. They put this. Uh, listen, there's this new Xbox Live Arcade game on. It's like a shoot 'em up. Oh, the King of Fighters one. You're like little dudes flying around shooting guns out of your body or something. It's like well, just I, regular dudes in plain clothes flying around shooting. Yeah, well, I had the 360 <laughs> on yesterday, and I went to the download section. I saw that. I'm like King of Fighters because it's called KOF and then something. Um, 
Sky Is Adventures like or something. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I opened it up and it's like, it's the King of Fighters guys, but in a top-down shooter. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's a top-down shoot-em-up, you know, where you're like, you have a little ship on the screen and you fly around and you shoot all billions of enemies. It's one of those, except instead of a ship, you're a little dude from King of Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so ridiculous. Uh, other than the King of Fighters part, that's there's quite a lot of shoot-em-ups that you're a person yeah. instead of a ship. It's just ridiculous. You're not, you're not in a battle suit with a gun. You're just a dude flying around shooting. Like, out of your, I don't know where the where the bullets are coming from. Like, coming from your head or something. It's just bizarre. And why would there be bullets in the first why place? Why would you be flying around shooting spaceships from your body? <laughs> Makes no sense. Strange. You know. So, as much as I'm, I'm mad at Sony, um, them announcing the Eco Shadow of the Colossus collection made me very happy. I know it's been rumored HD, for HD versions of those games... Yeah, it's their HD and 3D. Ooh. Right. 3D. They were already 3D. <laughs> like, for 3D televisions. Oh, really? That's weird. Yeah, yeah. So like That's like, is that going to be downloaded, like, on the PlayStation Network? No, it's it's like the God of War yeah. collection or the Slot collection. Oh. So you have to, like, get a real actual game. Mm-hmm. What's, is it going to cost, yeah. like, a full full price game? I think it's well, 40 it's, bucks. Yeah, it should be the same price. So it's going to be ICO and Shadow of the Colossus, and that's it? Yeah, but it should be a steady yeah. 30 FPS this time. Yeah. Uh, I actually, you know, I, I could see doing that, because both those games are games I never really finished or played. Like, ICO, I never played that, and Shadow, I never finished. Shadow, like, I, like I'm really on board with, Shadow the, with what Shadow of the Colossus was trying to do, and I was impressed by it. But at the same time, I just kind of got bored for some reason. See, I, I mean, loved I it. it was, shot. I just loved it, because it was... 16 boss battles that once you got to them you had to figure out you know all right what do i do now yeah in a weird way it was more it was almost more of a puzzle game than any other kind of game mm-hmm. you know and I mean? eco is just amazing i love that game <clears throat> well i never played eco i watched what is you it? play most of it yeah. it's kind of a game where you're leading uh the girl around through puzzles and stuff kind of yeah i mean story-wise at the very beginning of the game you find a girl in a cage and you're both trying to escape that's all there is story-wise, and you find out a little more later on, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's get to the next area, and then there's some sort there's of... There's not, like, a lot of action, though. It's mainly just, like, puzzle-solving and sneaking and stuff, There's right? a little bit of action. I mean, only when you're taking too long in a particular area, or I forget what sets it off now, but every once in a while, these shadow creatures will come up, come up and try to get you. Was it pretty much fucking sick? I, I loved it. Yeah. Probably my top ten. I never played it, so I think I probably should play it since it's so famous, you know? Yeah, we might yes. as well wait till the HD version. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I I went on my quest to get the uh, <laughs> I know, then you never the Eco it. last year, and then I turned it on long enough to make sure it worked, and didn't actually play it again. But uh, so now I feel better about owning a copy, and I'll uh, play this on the PS3. Yeah, well, that's one of my uh, since my girlfriend does play games. It's one of my required games for her, is Eco. And, and she never I, played it? No, and I told her that oh. now she's she has a reprieve until April or whenever this comes out. Like, you can play it on the PS3 now. It's a nice use yeah. of the word pre- reprieve. It was. I like it. Textbook. <laughs> it's textbook. <laughs> no, I, I like that he threw that in there. I actually smiled a little bit. I like that. What else happened? That, uh, we're kind of into TGS news at this point. I, I didn't pay any attention well, to that. PAX, I was too busy. PAX was a couple weeks ago and we all went. And we did our big PAX mm-hmm. show from there, which I'm sure everybody... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had our PAX meetup. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. yeah, we saw lots of TZ uh, listeners there. 
Well, I went yeah. into one of the gaming rooms and played DS with other people, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. that's the hip yeah. thing to do. We also all played board games in that one room where you can play board games. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. And then I uh, fucked a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sucked some dongers yeah. in the dong-sucking room. <laughs> was that... Just what was that was right beside the board game yeah, room, yeah. right? Well, they actually they connected. <laughs> Some people actually got mixed up and ended up in the wrong room, but it was too late. <laughs> There's Wait, actually some happened? of both happening. What's happening? People just got confused. I guess it's not both so bad. rooms, both rooms became board games and donger sucking. So, yep. Yeah. So uh, that was Pax. No, he mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, where's the board game, guys?" What are you doing? <laughs> this Stop isn't it. a board game. Oh, hey, wait, that's not so bad. Oh, man. Yeah, shake, shake these dice. <laughs> hey, come on. See, I don't like that the turn you just took with it. Don't like that. It was kind of lewd. I'm sorry. It was a little bit too crass. And you guys are talking but... over my Oh, Max callback. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, do the, do the um, callback again. I missed no, it. It's over. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Um, hey, it's not so yeah, bad. I mean, we, we taped just before PAX. And we haven't taped in six weeks, so all the PAX news kind of got overwritten by updated TGS news. Okay, name any of the news. Name any of it. Well, there was uh, Lords of Shadow. There were some screenshots that were new to PAX. I've been avoiding that, so, you know. Yeah. And same thing with The the Last Guardian. I don't want to know. I seen. Yeah, Last Guardian. I seen. Last Guardian, um, there was a new, there there were trailers for Ico and Shadow of the Colossus. Mm -hmm. And then there was a new Last Guardian oh. trailer, but I am not. I am in full blackout. Yeah. I'd actually be curious to see that because the last the, we haven't seen much of that game since the first trailer. Yeah, and that first trailer was pretty mm-hmm. cool looking. That's the thing. I don't want. I, I talked to Drac about this, and he just told me not to watch it. So I'm guessing he did, and it showed too much. So you, you just mm-hmm. have more fun if you just played the game. Right? Yeah, I'm kind of at this point where I don't. I don't, I don't know. I just don't research games a lot, and I know like what's coming out. And then you, I just play. You it. know enough to know what you're going to want to play. Yeah, and then I get to play it and be completely, you know, everything's all new to me. So that's the thing. It, it also carries over to movies. It's like to, to to know enough about a movie to know whether or not you'll like it. You'll have to know stuff where the movie would be more fun if you didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm finding myself having to be very frugal about video game purchases of late. Mm-hmm. So uh, I try to get a little more info. Than I normally might. He's having trouble affording his dongers. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so on the with the eco Shadow of the Colossus thing of like old games that I loved coming back. Um, now those are remakes, but then I saw the Fire Pro, which is my favorite wrestling game of all time. And they fucked it. I saw that it's coming back, and it yeah they fucked it. Okay. Avatars, whatever. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> So, I, I don't know a lot about this other than what you guys told me, but, like, it's it's a Fire Pro Wrestling, but it's, it's like, your Xbox Live avatars are the ones who wrestle? Yeah, I think Is that it's, correct? it's Fire Pro. I mean, okay, we don't know how it plays at all, but it seems to be Fire Pro in name. Why is it called Fire Pro? I mean, if it, why not just call it Avatar Wrestling or something? Because you get the hardcore to at least try it then. Well, people... Fire Pro works by there's you can customize your wrestler. You can make entirely new wrestlers and assign moves to them, and you can recreate like WWE wrestlers, and or you can make your new guys and stuff. So 
I think that part of it's going to be going to oh, stay so true. Oh, so it has the regular Fire Pro stuff, but as an addition, you can also bring your avatars in optionally. Is that what you're so. saying? Yeah. I thought it was just I think you can bring in. I, I think you can bring in your avatar. Right. But the screenshots I've seen so far suggest that there are, like, luchador masks. And that they're going to sell you. That, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to sell you or not. It would suck if you had to buy every single piece of it, because that's basically the entire point of Fire yeah. Pro. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they're that stupid, but I think it's more the the visuals look like avatars, but you're going to be able to make any guy you want. It just happens to look like an avatar, and you can bring in your avatar to be a wrestler. Hmm. I'm I'm in wait and see. Mm, I don't like this avatar stuff, as Jefferson said. The avatars are kind of silly, so I don't know about that either. And I quote, "Avatars." I don't know about whatever. that. Exactly. Jefferson no, said it best. We, we need the drop here. Like <laughs> Everyone's going to be too lazy to get Yeah, it. there's no way we're doing it. Avatars, Whoever edits this. Whatever. <laughs> I don't even know what episode's happens. that in. How am I going to find it? It's There's a soundboard. There's just Jefferson's soundboard somewhere. There's, it's in a phone call. It's in a, a prank call. Yeah. I'm not aware of that. Maybe Drac will do it. They also put Sonic Adventure on, on the arcade just the other day, and I took a look at it, and it looks like such shit. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard Why that's it aged. I heard it's aged it's very aged poorly. so badly. But the, so also badly. that that's yeah. a port of the PC game or something, which was shit. Like, it's not the the actual Dreamcast code. It's oh. a port so it's of, even worse? Yeah, so it's... Like, the Dreamcast game is the better play if you're going to play oh. Sonic Adventure. Wait, it's Sonic Adventure? It's not... It's episode one of the new Sonic game? No, it's like the Generation 1 Dreamcast game... You know, I guess Dreamcast just doesn't look as good as I remember it looking. That's possible too. So wait, th- this is the this is the release of Sonic Adventure on Xbox Live Arcade, right. yeah. not the new Sonic Correct. game. That's right. Okay. Yeah, this is just the original Dreamcast game, the launch game, um, I, which looked awesome back then. But I just don't want to look at it now. I'm scared. It's aged so poorly because, like, the new Sonic games, even though they're not that great, they look really colorful and sharp, mm-hmm. and they look nice. Mm-hmm. And this one just looks muddy and icky. Well, it's nineteen. Who's gonna buy that? It's nineteen ninety-eight 3D because the, it came not, out in ninety-eight in Japan. Um, yeah, I guess so. that's true. Fucking twelve years. I I remember being so impressed by that dude. That that whale in the first stage where it's jumping at you yeah. as you're running towards the screen. No, it's like I. It's the same reason I can't go back and play Zelda or something. I I don't want to ruin my memory yeah. of it. Oh, here. Oh, Zelda one. Yeah. I ruined my memory of Zelda two by trying that because it it's it's shitty. I mean, I got to be honest. Well, I don't. I'm not I impressed. Zelda. I thought Zelda 2 was shitty the first time. At the first time, I was intrigued. I was like, hey. I mean, there wasn't any concept that Zelda, that, that being top-down was a staple of Zelda. I mean, at that time, there was only one Zelda game before it. So you were like, well, okay, they're going to mix it up a little bit. That's fine by me. There wasn't any rules to break, you know? There, there wasn't anything sacred about top-down Zelda at that point. Okay, Beef? So <laughs> There should have been. I'm so angry about this. <laughs> Yeah, but so yeah, at the time, I didn't, I didn't care that it wasn't all top-down, but it was just weird because I didn't have a lot of, you know, I, d- I hadn't played a lot of RPGs at that point, so I didn't really have much of a concept of this world map, and you bump into an enemy, and then the enemy represents a little mini-stage where you fight more than one enemy. I mean, the whole mm-hmm. thing was bizarre to me, but at the time, I, I, you know, I eventually got used to it, and I kind of liked it, even though it was different. But you go back and yeah. play that, it's not, it hasn't aged well. Like, the whole formula is, is so is so... Uh, undeveloped. It's so half baked in terms of its, you know, it's, it's sort of like the 
it's it's like a it's got kind of an RPG type thing going on with the, but it's just it's old. It hasn't aged as well as the first game did. Yeah, even in the first game, you know. Well, I don't think it was an accident that there was never another Zelda like that either. There was on Philips CD. That's <laughs> CD. <laughs> I, I don't know how they ever allowed that to happen. <laughs> it's so messed up. My God. But yeah, what, what came after Zelda Two was it, it, we didn't have anything until Super Zelda, right? I think the did the Game uh, Boy one Zelda the, the Game yeah. Boy one come out before Super Zelda. Yeah, I believe the Game Boy one came out before the Super Nintendo. In any case, the Game mm-hmm. Boy one was awesome. So everything after that was great. I, actually, you know what? I might be completely wrong. The game, I'm thinking the Game Boy one was like 1994, which is way after the Super, uh, the Super Nintendo. There was oh. there was a third Zelda before. Um, the Super Nintendo one because that was Zelda Four. No, it was Zelda Three. The Super Nintendo mm-hmm. one. It wasn't called Zelda Three, but uh, it was called A Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that for me, A Link to the Past is the quintessential Zelda game. It's top down. The graphics are yeah. great. Even now, it still looks pretty cool. And this, the game, the whole level design, the game was just fantastic. It was spot on. The whole light world, dark world thing was just so new at the See, time, and it was I so hate. fascinating. I hate any sort of light world, dark world stuff. Shit. Well, I do now, but it was actually novel. It was novel, exactly. And it was really, it really sparks your imagination. Like at that time, when I'm what, 12 years old, 11 years old, whatever it was, at that time, it really just, it stimulates the imagination with the whole light world, dark world. It's just very intriguing. Just the whole way that, you know, the whole corresponding between the two worlds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Zelda... SNES was the third one, and then Awakening. Yeah. Link's Awakening, I played through that. I liked that. You know, all of them I like. All of them. Even the, uh, well, since this is like a retro Zelda roundtable, man, the, uh, did you ever play the Game Boy Color ones, the Capcom? Oracle of Ages or whatever? Yeah. I have that. I got Oracle of Ages, I think. Mm -hmm. And I played it, you know, no, I didn't ever finish it. I played it a few hours in, and then I later on I went back to play it again, and it like wouldn't work. Like the saves wouldn't work, and I couldn't get uh, past the loading. I couldn't start a game. Like I couldn't get past the menus. It was broken. I think so, I and I still have it in the desk. I just never played it. I got uh, I got ages when it came out. I played all the way through it, and then I like wasn't ready to play through another one already because season was out there too. Were they basically the same thing with just a couple minor differences? Or no, something? they were completely different games, but they were oh, really they were just different. I mean, it was the same type of game. So one right, was, I guess, more was... action heavy, and one was more puzzle heavy. So in the, the actual, the entire everything was different. Just totally, legitimately yeah. different games. Yeah, they're two separate games. Totally different games, and they came along different stories, different characters, different everything. Yeah, and they came out at the, on the same day. That's just weird. I didn't even know that. I always just kind of thought they were sort of the same game, just like you know, like a Pokemon Red like or Pokemon, Pokemon Sun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're different. And I never actually played... I bought Seasons, I think, used years later and never <sighs> played it. I should sell mine used because it don't work. <laughs> Not only <laughs> the wiser. <laughs> it works I, when I, I had it. You first... broke it. No returns. You broke it. I, I played the first Game Boy one, but uh, I think that was actually the very last Zelda game I've played. Oh, man, that was a good one. That was a solid game. Yeah, I love the Game Boy one, the first one. And then there were uh, Minish Cap on the Game Boy Advance. Wasn't a fan. Listen, I played through a lot of that. I appreciate what they're trying to do, but for some reason, it just never quite gelled for me. I don't know why exactly. I hate shit where you have to take a different form to get past a certain area. and then go Yeah, back some to of the that form. stuff bothers me. What about, wait, what about Symphony of the Night? 
What about it? <laughs> you you have to you have to do mist. Yeah, but that's for two seconds. In in uh, Minish uh, Cap, you turn small for like huge areas of the game. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it, okay. they, they weave that into the puzzles and just the, the fabric of the game is this whole size changing thing. If you've learned anything, uh, it's that I hate light and dark worlds, and also uh, any sort of long transformations. And and I hate the and, water world in Ocarina of Time. And also spiders. Yeah, I don't like spiders either. <laughs> There's a part in Resident Evil 2 that would kill you, r- freak you out, if you hate spiders. Resident Evil 2? Yeah. I played most of Resident Evil 2. Like the big one furry spiders? One, one of them had some scary spiders in, in, in a part of it. Resident Evil 1 had this giant, and at the time it's like, you know, awesome looking 3D to us. This like giant spider falls from the ceiling and it's all furry and stuff. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't get past that. There was there was a part in one of the Resident Evil games where they're like there's these big sort of spiders which are like the size of dogs or so and they're like on the walls in the background and stuff and then they start moving and it's just kind of weird. I don't remember exactly which game it was, but I was like RJ would hate this. Remember the part in RE4 was so awesome, man. Like I can't say how, how awesome how, enough how great that game was. Remember the part where you first go into the sewers and you hear thing. those fast footsteps? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I had to play that when other people were over. And, oh, uh, so it kind of ruined it. Well, no, I got to it first, and uh, that started happening, and they were like, Chase. I'm like, nope, nope, that's bad enough for that. Because it was oh, like... I would think that the presence of other people and the whole social thing was sort of defuse. It completely did. The whole, no, no, the, the first the time tension. I got to it, it was like midnight, and I was home alone playing. And I got to it, I'm like, nope, and I turned it off. And then I wouldn't play it again until there were a lot of people over. Okay, so that kind of... <laughs> That kind of uh, dispelled the tension. Yeah, because then people are there and talking, and doesn't it's just a silly game at that time. Exactly, but I don't think that having people talking and stuff would even be enough to let you play uh, <laughs> Fear Two. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> that game is so freaky, dude. I I read the descriptions of the Fear games on Wikipedia, and that was enough for me. <laughs> I don't even want to see it. There's a free demo of Fear 2, and I could barely make it through the demo. Maybe the maybe the main game isn't as scary as the demo. The demo is sort of like the distilled down to the scariest parts or something. That's possible, yeah. but the demo of Fear 2 legitimately freaked me out. Wait, I, I had trouble getting through since it. Since I'm, I'm never going to play Fear 2, but what if we do that with Stevie, where Stevie has to play through the Fear 2 demo? <laughs> so you're too much of a chicken to even play through a demo, B- or RJ? You just said it's super scary. You yeah, it's scary super scary, little... but yeah. it's just a demo. It's not that long. You can get through it if you really want to. I, I don't do super scary. Like there was a part where they were talking about one of the cool parts about fear seems to be that your character model is always visible. So if you look down, you can see your legs. When you climb a ladder, you can see your hands. I don't remember that really. I mean, I guess that could and, be true, but I never thought about that. Well, it seems like a really good idea, especially if you're trying to be immersive and like actually make you care about the character. And apparently there's a section in it where you start to climb down a ladder and look below you. And the next time you look up, the scary little girl's feet are at the top of the ladder. And I would, like, shit my pants. Wait, so their feet are at the top of the ladder? What's that have to do with your own feet? Because, like, you're seeing your hands on the ladder, and you're focusing on that. And then, like, if you look away for a second and look back to go down the ladder, you can just see the, the tops of her feet, like, where you just were. Yeah, the reason okay. that... I guess that that would freak. I like that kind of stuff freaks me out. That's effective horror. And um, you know, the, the Fear Two demo, it's a lot of like sort of Asian style horror where they do, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of like just imagery and and they they like 
like the, the the spirits and stuff sort of break the rules of reality, kind of, and that's why it's so scary. And it's all done in a very, it's it's just very effective. I mean, yeah. at the, even though I was kind of shitting my pants, I was I was at the same time admiring the craftsmanship because it was really well done. Yeah, I, I can respect that part of it. I just don't want to play the game. Mm-hmm. Like the um, what what did the siren the the game where it's like a zombie infection on this Japanese island. Yeah. Um, there are, are apparently whole sections of the game where you're playing a little girl and you can't fight back. Yeah. You just have to avoid the zombies. That's, and stuff. that's quintessential survival horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. The, uh, the silent hill game that came out on uh, Wii last year was like that. Like you, <sighs> when you fought, you were just, you, you couldn't fight. So you that's just right. had to run. I need to play the siren games on PS3. I mean, isn't there like a whole bunch of them or something? There were like five. Well, it's one big yeah, it was game. Like episodic. Do they make you buy the episodes separately? Uh, at least when they first came out, you could buy them individually. Yeah. But if you're gonna play it, you could probably find the disc version. Was there a disc uh, version? Can I gamefly that? I didn't know there was a disc version. I don't think there's a disc version. See, I want to play there's it, but a... I don't know if I actually want to pay for it. I don't know. Just get the first chapter then for like five bucks. I'm a survi- like survival horror is sort of my thing. That w- I was the survival horror guy back in 2000, in the 90s and stuff. Well, that was my thing. I think the first chapter. Everything I've read um, about Siren, people really. Yeah, like I think it. the first chapter is only like five bucks or something. So you just try that, and if you like that, then you know. You know I, I like. You know, the whole the, like sort of the, one of the things that defines survival horror. Is either not being able to fight back from all the scary things, or being under-equipped to fight back. That's also fun, and having to be resourceful. Did you like that resourceful? Like an English guy, resourceful. Resourceful. Yeah, resourceful, yeah. like an English guy. But yeah, that, that's part of what defines their survival horror. But see, like most people who make games nowadays, even if it's sort of like a survival horror game, like RE5 or RE4, I guess, which are just sort of survival horror. RE5 is basically not at all. Um, they still really follow the rules of what makes a game survival horror in that they give you lots of guns and lots of ammo. That's not yeah. really what survival horror is about. Survival horror, part of what defines the experience is the is sort of the tension that, that arrives, arises from um, being under-equipped. You know what I mean? Like you, you might have guns and stuff, but the guns are never quite enough and the ammo is never quite enough. So well, I remember like when I first played... Um, it's not survival horror, but I remember when I first started with uh, Metal Gear Solid, there was actually you know tense moments when you were hiding in the locker, and yeah. you don't know if the guard's going to find you or not. That's very, I love and, that. I mean, and you're looking through the little slot. That's just classic movie yeah. stuff, too, yeah. I mean, and that, that was about as much as I was comfortable with. <laughs> I, I, oh, shit. I, I don't know if I could do it in a horror setting. You just and, reminded me of one of the tensest movies of all time. I just wanted to mention it because it, it relies on that mechanic in the movie. It had Liv Tyler in it. What's it called? Look it up. Liv Tyler versus the Monsters. No, it was it was actually one of the tensest, scariest movies I've ever seen. And I just saw it a, like a year or two ago, so it it's not just like a childhood thing. Pearl Harbor? Uh, so, Siren is on Blu-ray, but Amazon has one copy used for 60 bucks. <laughs> So not Sounds a lot of like a limited print run. Mm-hmm. Bevo I got Icode. Bevo, it's called The Strangers, and it's just oh, it's yeah. so I, upsetting. I the the movie is so upsetting and disturbing and scary. It's it's yeah. one of the scariest things I've ever seen. I don't want that shit in my head. And there's no monsters or spirits in it. It's just really nasty people. 
Yeah, it's crazy people. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's it's just these people terrorizing these other people, and it's it's so fucking scary. Yeah, that that makes it scary. There's, there's no, no they don't break the you. rules. There's no spirits or monsters or ghosts or anything like that. Yeah. It's just it's I mean, just people. At least, going back to Siren, I mean, it, at least in Metal Gear, if they open the door on my locker, I was just going to shoot him. It would startle me, but then I'd just shoot him and I'd be fine. With Siren, if I'm the little girl hiding from zombies, you know, if they open the door, I'm fucked. You know, I'm not going to take out my silenced pistol uh, and shoot them. Bitch. But I, I, don't, I don't like that. <laughs> you know, I just almost threw up. Uh, a really good example of survival horror is a good game that I think is sort of underrated. Resident Evil 3. Um, because it's not only kind of got the whole you're sort of under-equipped thing going on, but it's also, you know, it still has the tank controls and the static camera angles, but it's, you know, it's done a little bit better. They polished it a little bit. You have like an evasive maneuver of some kind. I forgot what it was. And best of all, they had the nemesis, which is this big fucking giant thing, which is stalking you throughout the entire game and you never know when it's going to show up again and when it shows up you got to run from it there's often there's multiple op- ways for of dealing with it or escaping from it but it just you just encounter it over and over and you never know when it's going to come and when it's going to go and it's really solid that was a great experience i think and it's and underrated I, I appreciate that as a like a gameplay element there's always this constant threat of something you can't defeat yeah, it's um, his nemesis guy. Well, I mean, like, um, when, he, when he shows up, he's like this big, dark, menacing monster guy. And he shows up, you never know when it's going to be, and he'll chase you for a while, and eventually you escape somehow. And then you, maybe you escape, but you didn't really, and he shows up right away. He shows up again. Um, you know, but you also, you, you, I think, if I remember correctly, you can unload enough firepower into him that he, that he is repelled. But it's really difficult, so usually you just run from him. Well, and you don't kill him. Yeah. You just well, I think at the him. end of the game you kill him. But, yeah. yeah. It's great. Great stuff. I don't know. The, the only thing... I mean, I liked the idea of Resident Evil when it first started, where it was kind of pure zombies. And we, we've had this argument before, Peter and me, about, you know, creativity and all that. And I don't really care for the creativity angle of it. Like, I'd rather a zombie game just be a straight zombie game. Wait a second. Than... Um, RE1 and 2 didn't just have zombies and neither did three. I mean, they weren't that different. No, but the, when Resident Evil first came out, it wasn't like, Hey, there's all of these different types of zombies. Yeah, there was no, they were in the game, but all of the marketing and all of that stuff was it's you versus zombies. And then you find these different types of zombies through the game. And it's, you know, you're finding new stuff. Um, I'd rather just have a straight. So you're you're mainly game. upset with the marketing of the other games. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's like that you your your hatred of the uh, kind of bald space marine cliche. You know, I don't. I don't what, mind. What's sorry, I the like bald the space FPSs. marine cliche? I'm having trouble figuring that out. Like I, I know they say it all the time. I kind of get what they're talking about. Doom. But what? What? Who's the bald space marine? The Doom guy. Doom, yeah, Doom started the bald space marine. And I, I don't know too. Like I, I kind of get what a space marine is. Like I guess the Gears of War would classify as a space marine. Yeah, it's just, of, but they're it's not just bald. The, and like, what are they talking about? Well, a lot they, of it. They're usually it's not just bald. the cookie cutter 
archetype character yeah. without even attempting to flesh right. it out. Right, and I, it stems from games back then not really being able to do hair all that well. Oh, so. okay, that's true. I, I never played much so. Doom, so I guess I just didn't get it. But where I was going with that is someone's finally listening to the minority of people that don't want a whole lot of creativity. Um, and there's this Dead State game coming out that you're literally just trying to survive in a post-zombie apocalypse environment. Nice. So there's just hordes of zombies, and you have to go out and like find food. Yeah, we're always going to have zombie go, games. Zombies are popular. Go find people for, you know, to add to your posse or... You, know, you kill zombies and stuff? People. Yeah, you kill zombies and stuff, but, like, you don't have... Um, What's the gameplay or... consist of? What's the gameplay like? It's top view. It's kind of... Uh, this will actually be a decent segue in a second, but it's actually uh, kind of Titan Quest-y, where it's oh. you know, isometric It's a PS3 overhead. PS Nation game or whatever, PSN? Uh, I don't know what platform it is, actually. Because top-down isn't usually going to be a full release. Full release. I'm looking it up. But, I mean, it, it's kind of my ideal zombie game. Like, I remember being disappointed in Left 4 Dead when there oh, were special types of zombies in it. Oh, Left 4 Dead's mo- ma- mostly just straight up zombies, yo. Yeah, I just don't I don't like the special zombies. Left 4 Dead 2 had... Did you ever play the second one, Beef? Yep. Oh, yeah. That had, had like... I like the, the one of the levels had all these fireman zombies because it was like a fire... It was great. Um, looks like it's PC. Oh. Liv Tyler's actually so, also in one of my other most scary movies, Dr. T and the Women. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. So, yeah. Dead State. I don't know anything about that. Sounds, I haven't sounds even seen promising. It. Whoever makes that, send me a copy. I'll review it. Did we ever talk about the Vanquish demo, or was that after the last episode? No, we never talked about Vanquish. It looks good. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty fun, and it looks amazing, actually. Yeah, it's, the graphics are... are <laughs> isn't it just such a diss that a game like Vanquish comes along that no one's ever heard of, and it looks way better than Halo Reach? Well, it's funny, because I remember I was saying about Halo 3, and um, my girlfriend walked in and said, why are you playing this old Halo? Um, and, it was because, and she wasn't just taunting you, she really thought it was an old Halo She game. did, and it was because, also, I don't know if this made it look worse, but maybe a half hour earlier I was playing the Vanquish demo. <laughs> Yeah, which looks so. I mean, it looks like another. Console. It's very pretty. It's pretty fun too, but uh, yeah, and like there's that part with the boss where he shoots. It's like you're in this gigantic arena kind of thing, and he shoots all these missiles that scatter everywhere. And there's got to be hundreds of them, and it's just such a it's just such a thing to see. It's it's a I'm not going to say spectacle because Beeb doesn't let me say that anymore, <laughs> but it's a real thing to see. <laughs> now he's just going to say it's thing a to thing. See. To see. Yeah, it's it's a thing to see. Shane. Yeah, I mean, the little bit I've seen of it, it looks like it's, you know, kind of a visual assault. There's lots of stuff going on. It's a on. visual assault, but it's also a real assault because you're, you're killing dudes and it's fun. <laughs> it's it's a visual assault and a literal assault. Yeah, but it, I actually think it's pretty fun. It's not too bad. It's all sorts of salt. It's pretty fun. <laughs> and, it's, and there's another demo that came out, which is like another shooter, but it's one of the worst games I've ever played. It's called Quantum Theory. And it, it doesn't even pretend not to be Gears of War. It's it's exactly like Gears of War, but it's horrible. It's like it's like if 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 some like retarded babies tried to make a copy of Gears, like tried to copy Gears of War and make their own game of it. It's it's mm-hmm. so bad. It, I could I, I I made it like maybe four minutes in before I just said, why am I even trying this? It's so bad. So 
Like, why would you even try it though? Because <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I, I, I had never heard of it. I just—it's a shooter. Okay, I guess I'll try. It. I'd never heard of it. Hmm. I downloaded it. What do I have to lose? So bad, so so bad. I don't know if it's Ninety Nine Nights Three bad, but it's so bad. But you played that for ten hours or something. Yeah, I I get actually Ninety Nine Nights Two is deceptive because you don't realize how bad it is until you put a lot of hours into it. (laughs) You don't realize you don't realize the the extent you don't realize the extent to which it's bad until you've played a while. That's the worst kind of game. The the Force Unleashed, the first one. Because soon, but the Force Unleashed. Because yeah, because um, Ninety Nine Nights Two. At a quick cursory gameplay, quick glance, there's some things, there's aspects of it that are impressive. So you might you think it might be good, but it it, it turns out to be really bad. Um, but yeah, speaking of Force Unleashed, dude, I'm I got it. Force Unleashed Two is coming out. I'm willing to give this one a chance, but I'm very guarded about it because the first game betrayed me. You know what I mean? Yeah, the first game at the first few levels, I'm like, this is you know, it doesn't, it's not great, but it's kind of cool. It's like a new Star Wars story, and then like maybe. Two thirds of the way through the game, I'm like, "This is not a good game," and I'm not really having very much fun. But now I'm exactly. two thirds of the way through. Well, one thing I can tell you straight off is they didn't change the fact that he holds his lightsaber like an FAG, and I don't need that. But I, I, I could live with it if they improve the actual swordplay a little bit. Because in the last game, it they made it like a simple one like combo system of mashing the button, and it's like a baseball bat. You just bat guys around. It's nothing like a lightsaber at all. And it just it, they completely missed the mark in terms of what a lightsaber should be like, and that that alone almost ruined the game for me just by itself. You know what I mean? I don't know the jumping controls that kind of ruined yeah. the game. The fucking Star Destroyer time stage. events for killing things like an ATST. You have to kill it with a quick time event every time. I hate quick time events because they don't even let you watch the scene. You're too worried about where the button's going to pop up. Yeah, and it's like I don't want to watch someone killing something. If I wanted to watch that, I would just go watch Beave, because he kills stuff, I guess. No. What'd I miss? <laughs> but, but you know, just let me fight the fucking thing. I don't want to be taken out of it and watch a cutscene of me fighting a guy. Come on. What are, what are we, we talking about? We just got done talking about Magicka, Dungeon Defenders, and Outland. Yeah. You're a liar. Cross those fuckers off. <laughs> Before we talk about those... I would like to wrap up TGS. What else is in TGS? Oh, I had a question about TGS beef. Let me look it up real quick. Okay. Well, I had a question, had a question about TGS. Let's see. Well, we were just talking about remakes and reboots, so can anyone explain a Devil May Cry reboot to me? I don't know what a reboot is. Is that Does that mean like they, they're, they're making a new game, but it's not a sequel to anything? It's just a fresh take? Well, it's not. Yeah, it's like a reimagining of... DMC. Is it really a reboot, or is it just, like, a prequel? I don't know. Because he's younger. He's, like, you know, 15 years old or something. Oh, the same guy? But they say it's... It looks pretty rebooty. But they say it's Dante, and they say he's young. And I don't know anything else about this, so maybe they've already said it's a reboot. But I just thought it was, like, a well, I mean, super prequel. And in Devil May Cry, isn't he fighting, like, devils and stuff like that? He's fighting devils and cries. Yeah. I just, the, <laughs> That's why he's named that, the, right? The enemies look similar in the trailer I saw. The enemies in Devil May Cry games are really boring, design-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like it. Well, I don't know. Like, the trailer, I saw the trailer, and I know it's getting a lot of hate online. At least it was originally when I saw it and checked the thread. Um, I didn't think it looked that bad. It looks like a new Devil May Cry game with a different main character. Even though it's the same, just... Younger. Well, yeah, I mean, Devil May Cry never did a lot for me. I watched... 
Dracula play through at least two of them. <laughs> um, and it just, I never felt compelled to actually play it. I played through, but I played through, yes. I played quite a bit through the first one. It was pretty good. Devil May Cry is one of those games that I wish I knew somebody who wanted to play it and was good at it just so I could watch them play. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't. And I just don't really want to play them myself. Um, I think it'll be thing... frustrating. I know it's one of those games I'd probably play on easy if I had to. One of the things that I almost forgot, because the most recent Devil May Cry thing games, you know, 4 and 3 have been, like, just full 3D games. We were jumping around 3D action. But the first one, it was sort of like Resident Evil in the fixed camera angles yeah. and the pre-rendered environments. And it was pretty cool, though. And you lose all that flavor when they switch it over to, like, a full 3D game. You know what I mean? Well, DMC4 is actually a really pretty game, especially I have a PC version. And you can crank it up and it looks really good. And, uh, I never, I never really played that beyond the demo. Maybe I should. And it, it seems fun. It's just not really my kind of thing. <laughs> you, you want to know why? One of the reasons I've never played it is because it's been like seven dollars forever, and I just there's some kind of mental block where I think of a game seven bucks, I, I, it's not going to be a real game. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> it's had, not going to be any fun. I saw DMC for the PC version at the store called Five Below that they have around here. It's basically a dollar store, but it got the, the dollar five. store. <laughs> yeah, the five, it's the five dollar store, store. and. Yeah, it's been five bucks there. I, maybe they don't have it now. But they did for the longest time. But, I went to the thrift store the other day, and they and I was look. I was just walking around, and they had sitting totally out of place with everything else at the thrift shop was a Genesis cartridge, and it was like some kind of collection of Sonic games or something. And I I remember wondering, does this work? Is there any chance this is worth something? But I I didn't think beyond that. Yeah, I doubt. I don't know. I doubt it. Probably not. Probably not. But I've, I've, so I've, the, uh... I found my question for Beeve about TGS. Uh-oh. Okay. A while ago, um, Capcom assholes, in a very asshole way, sort of teased Mega Man Universe. They, they said, it's going to be Mega Man, but it's not going to be Mega Man. Up is down, and the, the game's sort of representing imagination, and the game invents itself as you play, and you invent the game, and you make the game, so you don't need to buy anything, because you're going to make the game. So you don't have to buy mm-hmm. anything, you're just going to make it yourself. I don't know. It was just ridiculous nonsense. The guy was an asshole. So what actually is it? Was it revealed? What actually is Mega Man well, Universe? There's been some video of it, but the video they've shown of it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It's just Mega Man kind of running around and doing Mega Man stuff. So how is that like you making the game? How was that revolutionary? Well, I think one of the things they talked about... Um, this is another one where the... Wait, the wait before you impacts. say that, I had speculated at the time that maybe it was Mega Man where like you create your own bosses. Create your own Mega well, Man boss level characters. This is kind of what I was talking about with the um, the news at PAX was just kind of a like video of it, or the news right after PAX. I don't remember the exact timing. Um, and the video just wasn't impressive. It was you know kind of upped resolution and you know kind of the cliche. Uh, I don't want to say reimagining of it because we just talked about that with DMC, but like a kind of bringing it up to closer to current day standards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what they talked about at TGS, I guess, was um, it's basically based on Mega Man 2, but you can edit levels mm. and do stuff like that. So basically I mean, it's I, Little Big World, but Mega Man. Yeah, it, it's Little Big Mega Man. Didn't, okay. I, didn't I call it, it that exact name two months ago when we did I, show I think you may have. That came up awful yeah. easy. One of the bosses is Little Big Man. Who's Little Big Man? <laughs> I don't know. I was at the uh, yeah. I was walking around Toys R Us the other day because that's what I do. 
And uh, I saw in the, in the there's like a there's like a video game aisle now of video game toys. It's actually sort of cool, but there's a um they had like they had those sack boys from Little Big Planet. And uh, yeah. don't you ever? So I don't like that. Don't you ever feel kind of like a self conscious walking around in the toy sections of these stores because you're like an adult now? No, I don't know. It, I, I always feel a little bit like a weirdo, like someone's judging me when I'm looking at toys and stuff. I mean, like, I think well, I think well, maybe that chick over there is just going to assume I'm looking for toys for my nephew or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's usually like me and my girlfriend walking around, like saying, "Hey, that's cool." And, oh, that's even safer then because they're like, "Oh, he's not a weirdo because he has a girlfriend." I don't. I don't. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. The uh, the other TGS thing was the they finally released the trailer for. Uh, the Vietnam expansion for Bad Company. Well, why do they do that at TGS? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Does that game even get released like they... in Japan? <laughs> probably. I, I don't know how popular it is there, but it's probably I don't not know too why popular because they chose... they're more into the Japanese soldiers than, than American soldiers. You know, they don't want American right. history stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, maybe got. I liked. I liked the uh, Bad Company 2 multiplayer. Uh, well, it was only multiplayer, but um, I kind of liked it. It just didn't hold my interest for very Wait. long. I played it. <laughs> yeah, for... how many hours? Well, I mean, compared to other Battlefield okay. games. It was like 200 hours or something. That actually... Mm, I, I, I don't think it was that much. That's actually sort of an interesting question. Do uh, games set in World War II, do those play well in Japan? How do those play? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Do the Japanese receive those games well? The games set in World War II where the bad guys are the Japanese? I, can't I don't know. Imagine. I think the uh, the Japanese receive what we give them. How about that? Well, they certainly did in uh, at the end of World War II, didn't they, Beeb? High five. <laughs> anyway, there's only... Uh, it's not a standalone game. It's DLC for the, uh, for the Bad Company 2. Hmm. Four maps, some weapons, other stuff. It'll probably make me play the game again for two or three weeks. Can I say that if I was an EA stockholder, I would have been quite angry like a year ago when Battlefield uh, 1943 came out, right? And it was super mm-hmm. popular. People were playing it like crazy. Well, they, they sold like a half a million copies was... and, or, you know, downloads in the first... You mean the X-Dude version that we played? Yeah. 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 It was the fastest selling Xbox Live Arcade right. game. And then they just left money on the table by never putting a map pack after them. That was yeah. screaming for a map pack. There were, what, like three maps and the, the air well, one? Yeah, they could have released theater-specific completely standalone games or a map pack. Um, you know, like, they could have done it so you could have bought any of the theaters you want and still had the same base game or something. Um, and it had to have been... It was using the existing engine... They already had most of the assets. Um, you know, they probably just went back to whatever the high um, polygon resolution assets were in the first place and just, you know, made a slightly less ugly version of them than 1942 engine. Um, yeah, they should have been able to do it in their sleep. And I don't know. Dice has been spread really thin. EA keeps loaning them out to other uh, EA developers. Right. So, like, they were involved in uh, the new Need for Speed for some mm-hmm. reason. Um, well, DICE actually has a background in racing games way back when. 
So it's not entirely surprising, but what it means is they're not focusing on the stuff they do the best. So I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, they're also involved with the uh, Medal of Honor multiplayer, right? Yeah, the, they did the Medal of Honor multiplayer, which has just kind of universally been panned. Um, it's it's like they phoned it in from... I mean, I haven't played it, but word on the street is that the multiplayer for uh, Medal of Honor is kind of garbage. You know what I hope they do like, again? A little bit of Mirror's Edge. Well, didn't they officially announce that they were developing a sequel? Well, EA announced there's a sequel coming, but they never said Dice was working on it. Uh, that's a good. Point. How is there a game called Blade Kitten? I'm not it's sure. Download game. Huh. And in indie, it's a really small developer. It's like two dudes or something. It's on the cover of uh, game trailers. It was on the cover of Game Fan Magazine too when they came back out. Blade Kitten. Are you willing to give uh, The Force Unleashed 2 uh, a chance, RJ? Um, not initially. Not, I'm no. not going to be there day one. What if What if the scores are like nines? Are you going to be there? You're like, all eventually. right, Star Wars. Again, it'll be eventually. Because I don't really care to play it right now. Like, it's not on my list at all. For Star Wars is your bag, though. It's our bag. I, do, I love me some Star Wars, but Force Unleashed 1 just burned me bad. I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's a testament to how much we love those original Star Wars movies that they various people have been raping this franchise for the last 10, 15 years with shitty prequels and mostly <laughs> shitty games. And we still are <laughs> Star Wars fans and still willing to try the new Star Wars stuff. I still have a Gamorrean guard bobblehead on my desk at work. I know. We're still loyal to Star Wars. We still put so much reverence into it, but uh, regard it with such reverence, even though ever since the first three movies, it's been pretty much universally raped by the people who are allowed to make Star Wars stuff. Well, the the single worst raper of Star Wars the, is George fucking Lucas, Exactly. I mean, there, so. there's, there's, there are a few games, Star Wars games, that have been that have been pretty good, but for the most part, they're not that good. And, uh, and then the prequels, you know... Most you know how most people feel about those. We're not much different. I will I will give Force Unleashed a spin if the lightsaber acts like a lightsaber and not. It a doesn't though. Bat. In the trailers, at least, he's still just hitting the stormtroopers in the head of it. <laughs> then it's dead to me. Exactly. The 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 the, 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 the lightsaber lightsabers slice. They slice through anything. In the movies, they they slice through metal doors, and they, you just you just swing a lightsaber if something comes through its path, it slices through it. That's what a lightsaber does. Well, the problem it's is, not a baseball bat. Someone somewhere is not approving an M rating for this game. So they can't do that. They can't have Stormtroopers' arms get sliced up. And but I don't know where do it's coming rated, from. They did that in movies that were rated PG. Yeah, but it's like once. And they... they even now, right. I think yeah, if you just if you time... if you let... If you made the, 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 uh, the, the slicing mostly limited to like... Characters where you can't see their faces, like stormtroopers, and limited to like arms and legs and stuff, and you like made there not much blood, then you could probably get away with the with the T rating, right? See, if they wanted to make a successful Star Wars game that was like third person, like the Forest Unleashed games, they'd basically use the slicing mechanic from the new Metal Gear game, yeah. Rising, <laughs> that was, but have it that be looks so, that's motion <laughs> motion based. You know, yeah. Use that. PlayStation Move and make an actually good Star Wars game, and it would sell a gazillion copies. You know, one of the few lightsaber-type games that I really liked at the time was uh, Jedi Academy. 
Yeah, there's I, even I'm mods sure that probably there, there are mods after that where you can slice off arms and things. There was a little bit of delimbing in those games, I think, but not much. Um, but yet, at the, I, I'm pretty sure Jedi Academy hasn't aged well. It'd probably be hard to play now, but at the time, I loved it. I loved it so much yeah, at the really time. Good. Is that the one with the dinosaur at the end, though? I can't remember. It's like the the main enemy is like uh I just know dinosaur. that at the time, yeah. at least for the time, the lightsaber duels felt pretty good at the time. That maybe the, maybe now they would suck, but at the time they seemed pretty cool. Yeah, I don't think there were duels so much as like run up hit him a few times and run away. Uh well, the duel you fought other Jedi's and there'd be a lot of def- lightsabers f- deflecting each other and a lot of that and there what there wasn't I don't remember if it was particularly Deep, but it, it still felt like a lightsaber duel, kind of. You know, it's pretty good. Yeah, I like this was after on. this was after the, the the lightsaber fighting had been kind of redefined by the Phantom Menace. So, it, and it was kind of you know it was kind of in that spirit. So it was pretty good. I thought it was a good game, except for the T Rex symbol. But it wasn't like a giant T Rex. It was like a man sized T Rex with a lightsaber. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's what it was. Look them up. So they need, So we, we've been saying oh, they need to make a scary dinosaur game. How about making a scary Star Wars game where there's dinosaurs? You know what? I think Star Wars well, games will turn around one day when they finally get the approval to do an M-rated Star Wars game where they can slice shit they up. When George Lucas dies. Yeah, Star when George Wars Lucas dies, Star Wars is coming back. And it's going to be good again. I've got it marked on my calendar. You know what's funny? For me... Like, you know, I kind of like all the, you know, all three of the original Star Wars movies. You know, I kind of like them just because they're part of my childhood. But looking back and viewing them now, the only Star Wars movie that, where I would say I actually think it's a really good movie is The Empire Strikes Back. And that movie is the movie that George Lucas had the least to do with of any of them. And that's also the movie that George Lucas says he thinks is the least good. What is mm-hmm. that? that tells you everything right there. Oh, one thing we haven't talked about since it was announced forever ago, uh, still in the vein of Star Wars, is they announced the Blu-ray editions, and the assholes are doing the same thing they did with DVD where it's only the special editions. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because to to George Lucas, that's the only one that exists now. That is yeah, I hate him so much. It's 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 basically George Lucas is being a tyrant. He's like, this is how I want it to be, and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or what the fans think, because this is me, and I'm George Lucas, and I can do what I want. I mean, tens of millions of people love this stuff, and it annoys me that he's that egotistical. Yeah, that's the it. thing. It's not this little, like, small fan base that's behind the old versions of it. Yeah. If you look at it... um, Especially the Cantina stuff. The original ones were actually way better because the the CG was so out of place in the in the special editions. Mm-hmm. With the funny aliens in the Cantina, yeah. was so cartoony and out of place as to ruin the movie. It was so bad. I mean, I I guess I shouldn't bitch too much because you know I'll probably pick those up as soon as they're released on right. Blu-ray. Well, it's cool that but, they are going back and like everybody's always heard about that uh, Luke creating his lightsaber scene in Jedi. And they're putting that. They're mm-hmm. not putting it back in, but they're at least having it available. They're like kind of. Wait, I never heard of that. What is that? A scene was shot back in you know eighty two or whenever they were making the movie. That uh, before three uh, PO and R two D two head off to Jabba's palace, Luke kind of the beginning of the movie. Yeah, Luke kind of gives them their orders, and also you see him working on his lightsaber. Oh, that's cool. His green. Yeah, so they. Uh, I'm alright with that. They're kind of. Do they have to put a CG job of the hut in there? <laughs> yeah, he's looking at him. 
What you doing over there, dude? <laughs> and, and it's the same CG Jabba the Hutt from yeah. DSC. Which, that, uh, that was the worst. That was the worst because Jabba the Hutt is gigantic and he can't right. walk around. But it, for us, for that scene, he's about the size of a person and he's walking around. Yeah, they're putting him, <laughs> so they're putting him in that scene. It's just the, the same from the uh, A New Hope special edition. But uh, he's picture in picture going, what you doing there, Luke? What's going on? You got some yeah. droids too? The best thing is the unedited footage of the Han Solo Jabba the Hutt scene from the first yeah, movie, where Jabba the Hutt is just sort of like guy. a Viking-looking guy. just some dude. Yeah, just some guy. <laughs> and he's like, and he just he's talking all boisterous, talking English. So funny. <laughs> oh, Star Wars. I like that Bubba Fett was in that scene, though. Ooh, I, I am one of those nerds who will like Bubba Fett anything. Except for Boba Fett episode two, because I was ruined it. Well, he's. I mean, the only the only thing that I don't like about Boba Fett is that so many people like Boba Fett. That that's part of it, but episode two ruined him because you took away the mystique, demasking him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what is up? He's with definitely George less Lucas? badass if you know the backstory. Yeah, I just don't think of the backstory. Part of what makes some things fun is not knowing mystery. Exactly the imagination. You have to keep that romance fresh. With that also so they spelled out who Boba Fett was, and he has, for some reason, he's got all the significance with the backstory of Star Wars universe. The clones are well, all based on Boba all Fett. The, I mean, that's the entire expanded universe, though, is they dig up these tiny details and make, like, four books about it, or a comic book series about it, or well, and it's these things that don't matter for shit in the bigger... Well, it's actually it's not just a minor thing. All of the stormtrooper clones are Boba Fett. That's not exactly a small no, but detail. It, it was it's completely superfluous. Well, like if you watch the first three movies, it doesn't matter where stormtroopers come from, or you know, it's just the fact that there's this empire and they have a seemingly unlimited number of faceless stormtroopers. I mean, that's the whole point of it. Explaining where they come well, from. Well, the stormtroopers in the New Hope and on aren't clones. Yeah, they're just regular dudes. You fucking beeve. Right. But they come from the clone thing. It's just, it, I don't think it's necessary. We didn't need to know the backstory. It doesn't add anything. Yeah, midichlorians too. <laughs> yeah, midichlorians. George Lucas is so fucked up. He's like, I've he accidentally hit this home run with this movie, and he never to this day understood what it is that people like, it, <laughs> why people like it, why people like it, what they like. It just total, he just totally happened onto this thing, and he's like, oh great, I made something good, I'm good, and he keeps making movies, and they're so fucking awful. But people had so much love for those original movies that they're still willing to stick with them. It's just such, it's just so awful. He's, he's is, an it, evil it's man. It's kind of unique. There, I can't point to anything else like that. People, Not Star Wars movies, fans but... are still avid Star Wars fans because they love the original stuff. It doesn't matter how many horrible movies and video games and extra stuff comes out. Mm-hmm. It's just awful. Yeah, when you look at like Star Trek and the, the Trekkies and all this, sort of really into that. I mean, there have been so many Star Trek series and things over the years. And yeah, movies. but the Star Trek stuff isn't necessarily bad. It's pretty good. No, but so I'm just I mean, saying, I mean, they have so much is. more to base their love on. Yeah. Star Wars people have like three movies, maybe six if you're into them. Whatever happened to this TV series that George Lucas was going to do of Star Wars? Is that still going to happen? Uh, the, the live action one? Yeah, I think it's live action. It's some kind of TV series. I don't know. Maybe. And he wants to do it on H, like you know, one, one of those things, wasn't it? Like HBO yeah, or something? I don't know. I don't think they've released too much info on it. I don't know. 
But also, it's probably going to be off. Back around to the Force Unleashed too, because uh, Boba Fett is actually in that game. Well, listen, uh, George Lucas basically was making the prequels for his kids, but his kids are probably grown up now, so maybe the movies can grow up too, right? True. Good point. I like that. You should call him. <laughs> call him? I should write a call? Oh, call him. Or write a column no, but, on TV. I'll send it no, to him. Uh, yeah, if, if he's making this shit for his kids, maybe his kids are grown up now, and they like stuff that's a little more, a little more intelligent and, and mature now. Or maybe his kids aren't retarded. <laughs> but when he made... He actually put his fucking ugly kid in this in, in the episode two. Did you know that, Beef? I did not know that. Well, actually, all of his kids are in episode two, and he's in it. But one of his kids actually gets some real screen time in episode two. Do you remember the scene? Wait, this is actually three. Never mind. This was three in episode is, three. Wait, wait. Is his kid one of the Gungans? No. In episode, his kid's a Jedi, a Jedi Padawan learner. In episode three, uh, okay. remember when that uh, Lou Diamond Phillips character in episode three? <laughs> What's his name? The NYPD blue guy. What's his name? Jimmy Sh- Yeah, Jimmy Smits. whatever. When his character lands on the landing pad to go somewhere, this is like right after the, the, the betrayal of the Jedi's happened, he sees mm-hmm. this little kid Jedi running around killing stormtroopers, and then the stormtroopers eventually kill him. Remember that? Yep. That was George Lucas's f***ing son. <laughs> Can I just say that? <laughs> you have so much hate. Like, yep. serious, like, we'll bleep all that and stuff, but... Like, you have a lot of hate inside you. I do. I do. I sound... I, 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 I No, I don't, actually, really. I'm pretty nice. Okay. No, but his stupid, fat, ugly son is the Jedi in that scene. <laughs> but maybe he'll put his son in the next movie, and his son will be grown up. So, you know, maybe the next movie will be grown up. I don't know. I think it's all downhill from here until he dies. <laughs> yeah, I, I can just see it happen. Like, there probably won't be any more Star Wars movies for a long time. Then he'll die, and then eventually someone will be able to revive it, one of his deputies or something. But someone who's actually yeah. now free to make a good movie, you know? The problem is... And the, then the very, maybe it'll be good. The very next Star Wars movie will be um, M. Night Shyamalan. And just completely oh, no. <laughs> fucking no way. I, I, M. Night Shyamalan, you know, he... he I, I, Sixth Sense was an okay movie, but everything else after that has just been horrible. I don't know why he's famous. I don't know why he gets to keep making movies. I'd rather watch a Michael Bay movie than an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Because at least Michael well, Bay's going to have, like, you know, tits and ass and, and explosions and stuff. Since this is the uh, bl- big Splinter Cell Conviction episode, um, there's a tie-in there to M. Night Shyamalan, where um, that was actually... Conviction was actually one of the games I've seen do in-game advertising very well. Um, the cell phone. Used, um, no, no, there were there were sponsors all throughout the game, and what they would do is actually make a building be like the Phillips building, and it was the Phillips logo, and oh, um, it wasn't just a graphic. Was that a real there building? Was actually, um, I don't know if it's a real building or not, but um, you know, you're walking through Washington D.C. And there's a Phillips building, yeah. and it's like actually in the stone, like it's part of the building. He's really into this conviction um, name, isn't he? And then on buses, like the advertising was places you'd actually see ads instead of forcing it onto places. Yeah. So there was a place where there are these city buses, and the ad on the side of the bus was the exact same ad that was on the bus here in New yeah. York for Devil. Hey, Beave. You know. You know that there's a there's a band like a music you know music kind of rock band I don't know if it's an indie band whatever it's called Natalie Portman's Shaved Head Have you heard of that 
That's the name <laughs> of the band. It's, a, it's actually not a bad band. They're pretty good. It's called Natalie Portman's Shaved Head. I think it's a reference to V for Vendetta when she gets her head shaved. Um, I would guess it is, yes. I, I just I thought of my new, the name for my band. It's George Lucas's f- son. <laughs> oh, dear. We'll, we'll go on tour with Natalie Portman's shaved head. It's a shame that none of that can make the show. I can just beep that one word and you can get it. Yeah, that'd be okay. I can just beep the one word, right, Beef? I, I vote for that. <laughs> it's going to be Peter that edits it anyway. Yeah, I'll, so. I'll edit it. I'll fix it. I'll make it all right. I'll make it all go away. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the whole show go away. <laughs> I'll picture you, like, stroking Bob's head. Like, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll make it all it. go away. The whole show. I'll make it better. <laughs> Pictures of, of that. Who's that girl that I used to not like, but then did like, like celebrity girl um, from Heroes? A short little girl from Heroes is dating the giant boxer. Uh, yeah, Penetere Plitko or whatever his name is. <laughs> um, yeah, Hayden Penetieri. I, I was uh, looking at some pictures of her, and I was thinking about beating one out and stuff. And I, and I re- realized, <laughs> no, that's just the setup. I didn't really beat one out. I don't think, but. <laughs> no, it's like no. I, I do beat one out. I, you know, it's hot because it's like it's like she's like four foot nine or something ridiculous, and he's like eight feet tall, yeah. and just that makes that that's hot because like he's gonna split her in half or something. You know, I don't know. What is, why is it hot that her boyfriend's big? <laughs> don't, it's not really about the guy so much as about what she's gonna take on. You know, and it's like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't explain it exactly. I'm not into the what? guy. That's not the point. That's that's the fact that a guy is there is incidental. You know, it's like if you're. I don't know. I'm getting myself into all kinds of trouble. I guess. <laughs> getting yourself all worked up. Yeah, is what's I, happening. I, was, I, I, I wanted to give you guys some insight, though. <laughs> we got a lot. I think no, we're I was, all set. No, no, not. I, I, I gave you some insight just now, but not the, what I wanted to give you. <laughs> no. But you know, I was I was looking at the Hayden Pinatieri pictures, and I was th- thinking about beating one out or whatever. I don't think I did, and, and I realized I have another. Um, I kind of I I, I have a new thesis, a new theory about something. You know, my my previous ones were a few years ago. I had the theory of hair. I, don't, I might have told that to RJ at some point. I've, I've even yeah. You need to explain. Yeah, the I've theory even said of that hair. recently uh, to people, and they agree. The theory of hair. Mm-hmm. It was pretty yeah. good. And before that, longer looking further back, well, you can, I had a different theory. You should probably explain it. Wait, wait yeah, we need to explain the theory of okay, hair. Okay, the theory of hair, it, it basically has to do with w- when uh, women, particularly young women or young girls, make large changes to their 
hairstyle, it usually, it often corresponds with um, something else in their life changing, like switching schools, yeah. breaking up with a boyfriend, switching schools, switching it's jobs. It's a control thing. Yeah, it's because they feel like th- the theory is that they're losing control of their life, so they're exercising control on something important to yeah. them that they can control. Yeah. Absolutely true. And I don't think anyone anyone who disagrees with that is a moron. Because you always see like a girl graduate girl that has great hair in your high school or your college or whatever graduates. The next time you see them, they chopped it all off and they look like your mom. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, that's the theory of hair. And the hairstyle changes usually for the worse because whatever they had going before that are usually better. I like long hair, and I don't, they chop it off and they look horrible. Um, but yeah, then there's also the theory of urinals. Which was further back, which had to do with how if there's multiple urinals, guys will never use ones that are adjacent to each other unless there's no choice. Okay, I I actually have a very recent story about this. And if, there's, but there's it, it's, it's to the extent to where if, if someone does do that, you, you wonder what's wrong with them. Yeah, the, there's a whole book actually on bathroom etiquette for men. Yeah. Um, it's a like a... It's a comedy book, but it's actually very true, a lot of it. Uh, yeah, what I, um, I got to tell you real quick. The, the theory of urinals was actually the topic of my, uh, of my college entrance essay when I, nice. I wrote when I was 17 or 18. And I actually constructed it in a, in a class, in a high school class. It was a college prep class of some kind. And, uh, and you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the teacher was like a writing teacher also. And I constructed it in that class, and she loved it. And I used it on my college ex- uh, entrance essay. And, you know, I was accepted everywhere that I applied, even though my, you know, my various test scores are shitty. Even though you're stupid. Be- yeah, because, the, because it, was a, it was an interesting article. And it was about the theory of urinals. I don't remember all the details. Yeah. I, had, I had done research, and it was pretty good. I just don't remember most of it. No, there, there's lots of rules. Like, um, I was at a conference this week for work, and... Um, at all of the breaks, of course, there's a mad rush for the bathrooms yeah. and there aren't that many bathrooms. So, you know, you see all this playing out. And I was behind a guy going into the restroom and there was one person already at a bank of like five urinals. And so there was one guy all the way at the end of all the way at one end. So he knows the rules. Yeah. You you go to an end. You don't go in the middle unless prefer- you have to. No, exactly. You go to an end, and preferably the end furthest away from the door. Exactly. And then uh, this guy should have gone to the opposite end. Exactly. That's what I would do. Furthest away from him. And he didn't. <laughs> he went for the... There were five urinals. So a guy was already in urinal one. He should have gone to urinal five. <laughs> he went to urinal three, yeah. which ensured that the next guy had to stand directly <laughs> next to someone else. There, there was one time when I was using when I was using a urinal and there was it, others were occupied too and there was only one open one and it was the one next to me. Someone came up to use it and he was like, "Sorry." Yep. <laughs> he apologized. Nice. And I was yeah. like, "All right." It was like <laughs> it's like we both understood. No, and there's there's nothing creepier than when you're the only person at a urinal. And the next person that comes in comes and stands directly next to you. It's like, dude, you had like three other ones to pick from, and you this, picked this one. They did one? this in, a, in a, the, the second Harold and Kumar movie. One of them goes to take a piss out in the bushes and yeah, just but... totally remote area. So <laughs> oh, yeah. comes up right next to him and starts taking a piss yeah. right next to him. <laughs> it's like, dude. Yeah, and he, he confronts him on it. They're, they're out in nature. There's a million bushes. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, that's like an exaggerated version of, of what it means to piss in the adjoining urinal if you don't have to. That just yep. like further illustrates it. Like there's bushes everywhere. Why would you be doing that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why people don't know the rules. Well, there's, I, there was someone in my high school who didn't just not know the rules. He, he, he just beyond not do them because I walked into the high school bathroom and someone was beating off into a urinal. Wow. Yep. That never happened. It did happen. I swear to God. I've got two beat-off stories. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. He's got now, did you go to the urinal next to him and beat off, or did you go one down? <laughs> Just to make no, him uncomfortable. I went over to the next urinal and started beating off, and he was like, dude. I was like, oh, okay. And I went to the furthest urinal and started beating off. <laughs> he was okay with you also doing as that. As long as I went to the furthest away urinal. Dude, respect the one urinal buffer. Come on. <laughs> wait, so you've actually been in the same room with another dude beating off? No, what hap- I've got two beat-off stories that involve other guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do. And only one's from a urinal. That's true, actually. Only one of them is from a urinal. I went into the – in high school. I, I opened the bathroom door. This is my – like near the end of my last – near the end of senior year, one of the last days. I guess this is how you're celebrating. <laughs> I, went, I opened the – I opened the <laughs> – this is how he celebrates <laughs> – yeah so i opened the door and the guy's beating off in the urinal and i just left i didn't i you know i didn't even look make eye contact i don't think i just left it was very weird he was definitely doing it though i I know what i saw it was burned into my memory (laughs) wait wait, 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 wait. like I, I don't know how to dance around this. What did you see? How do you know that this was going okay. down? I walked into the bathroom. There was a guy standing at the urinal. And, you know, I saw him beating something around. At first, I thought, you know, at first, <laughs> I thought like, hey, maybe he that? was just shaking it off or, or getting ready to go or whatever it was. But if I kept watching and he, he, there was definitely something going on more than that. So... Yeah. He was anything more than three shakes is masturbation <laughs> i guess but no but there were stroking involved and i got out of there i burned rubber <laughs> good call burned rubber <laughs> b's gonna do a little of that later if you know what i mean burn rubber <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um no my, uh, my other beat off story that involves another guy was just a few years ago i worked at a at a um, one of those big places where you there's bunches of computers and you answer phones, um, you know, a call, call center, center, call center. I worked at a call center for Verizon, and in the I, I was my my lunch, you know, my lunch break was at like eight p.m. or something because I worked the night shift, and I was in the parking lot and it was nighttime and I walked by a car coming. I was coming back to to the building and there was a guy hunched over the steering wheel and it was dark and. and I, I thought the right thing I think to do. You've told us the yeah, story, but yeah, I think the right thing to do would be to would be to take a peek and see if he's okay because I wasn't sure if maybe he was sick or something. So I just peeked in, beaten off, and he looked up and we made eye contact and it made it worse. <laughs> yeah, that's really uncomfortable. <laughs> it was a little bit uncomfortable. Did he get all aggro? I don't know. I just got out of there. I didn't stick around to ask questions or anything. <laughs> you know, I just got out of there. Whoops. Did you do like the? The hands up, back away thing. Like, whoa. No, I just did, I just just did, turn the, around? I just did the sp- speed back up to full walking speed and just get out of there. All right. I, I, you know, I was walking by, slowed down, took a peek, saw the penis and that whole thing, made eye contact, 
didn't wink or anything like weird like that. And just, <laughs> just kept going, <laughs> kept walking. I was like, oh, all right, sorry, man, my bad, my bad. <laughs> sorry, bro. I mean, what's so urgent yeah. about being at that stupid fucking job that you can't even wait to get home to masturbate? That's what I don't understand. I, I've yeah, never whatever gets you that. through the night. I understand beating off in a car as much as the next guy, but I didn't do it. But I, <laughs> no, but I did it when I was like sixteen because on the highway, I did it while I was driving, so no one was going to see me. <laughs> All right? I was driving on the freeway. No, I really did. I didn't finish because I, I, my, I common sense got the best of me, and I was like, you know, I could die, and it's not worth it. It's not worth dying over this whole. This yeah, whole, try this, explaining this, it's not that. Worth dying over this direction. Plus, I don't want to like be found holding my dick, and like the paramedics take a. Polaroid and I'll be in their locker room forever. Mm-hmm. You know, they totally do that. <laughs> if they see a dead guy with his dick in his hand, they might. I don't know. Oh, like, oh you know damn well they do stuff yeah, like they that. They're, sick they're very, they're very, they're, people in the medical profession are very cynical about dead bodies and stuff. So it's possible. Yeah. It's a defense mechanism. Actually, I don't know. I, actually, I, I'm guessing some of them are very cynical about it, and others are probably still very emotionally affected by death and stuff. I don't know. But well, I didn't, I didn't could, want to be a, on a Polaroid, my penis on a Polaroid in some guy's locker for the next 10 years. I don't want to be a legend at the hospital. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to be a legend. Yep. Not in that mm-hmm. way, at least. <laughs> Dying with my penis out and holding it. But yeah. Uh. Yeah. I, 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 the story was I was a teenager. I think I was 16. And um, I was driving home from church. And I, I just, this this <laughs> erection was dogging me. It just would not. It wouldn't go away. It was just dogging me. Understandable. Oh, come on, erection. <laughs> I'm in church. Come on, I'll take care of you at home. <laughs> I, no, not this is now. True. Yeah, the erection wouldn't go away. So I was dry. I mean, I'm sure lots of teenage guys do weird stuff like this. So, I, I, but I, I'm just one of the guys who talks about it. But yeah, tried to beat off. Maybe got started a little bit, but I was like, not worth dying for, and I managed to get it under control. I think I think I went like I went to Blockbuster before that or something, and I saw like tits on VHS covers or something, and it made it worse. You know what I mean? <laughs> made it worse than what you had at church. <laughs> Being when I was a teenager, I was a walking erection, Beave. And it was interfering with my life. Locker rooms Apparently. were uncomfortable. I mean, they're already uncomfortable because it's nothing but dudes. But like, made not made worse by the fact that I could get an erection to any time. But it's not because of the guys. It's not because the other guys are there without their clothes on. It's because when you're at school, you're surrounded by like there's there's girls everywhere, you know, and a lot of them look really good. So if one one thought goes into your head, one thought about a girl strays into your head at the wrong time in a guy's locker room, you bone up, become a legend. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want to be a legend at your school or at the hospital, right, Beef? Nope, not for boners. Not for boners. You don't want to be a boner legend. How is this at least episode not, not named Boner Legend now? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a message for the kids out there. Don't be a boner legend. No, if, if, you, if you boned up in the locker room, maybe no one would notice or no one would say anything, but there's also the possibility you'd become a legend because locker rooms are nothing but guys, and it's kind of weird to get a big erection, big old damn erection in the, lo- in the locker room with their guys, you know? Yeah. Ever do that, Beef? Uh I can't say that I have. Ever get an erection? Uh, once or twice. With, with other guys around, I mean. Uh, no. Ever bone up in public when you don't want to? Like when you were a teenager? Really mildly. Mildly. Ever have it like happen in the classroom yeah. and they want you to get up and that whole classic thing? Well, no. The, the first half of it's happened in the classroom. Yeah. 
but I didn't half have a, to half a boner in the classroom. Uh, yeah, kind of half yeah, masked. Some, it was but, in college, and some dude yelled out, "That dude got half a boner." <laughs> and it was a math class, so they had to figure out if it was really half or what the exact number was. Yeah, they had to, right, what the right. exact proportion was. Yeah, the teacher was, was like using this. As, he was impromptu, you know, teaching lesson. Let's figure mm-hmm. out the boner. <laughs> All right, class. What's half of thirteen? <laughs> right, Beef. Come on, Beef. <laughs> you're thirteen. You're, you're not much taller than thirteen inches in terms of your height. Your boner's not going to be thirteen inches. That'd be oh, weird. I huh? need to get back to my theory. Because I was, what was your I, theory? I, I came up with a new theory when I was about to beat off of the Hayden Pinatieri, right? Oh, right. That was a while ago. Okay. So, yeah, so my, my other theory was theory of hair. Other theory was theory of boners, or not boners, but theory of, um, what was it? I, I guess the new I theory don't know. can be the theory of boners, kind of, because you could probably call it that. Because I was thinking about how, like, most... You had I think it's pretty com- I think it's pretty common for guys to kind of like uh to often not maybe not always but often prefer girls who are short in stature or small you know just small generally smaller girls is what you like not all guys Petite. not all guys but a lot of guys yeah i I know why it's because we're talking about math you know what a ratio is beef ratio i I do know okay. what a ratio the penis, is the penis to girl ratio is better if the it's girl favorable. is smaller because it means your penis is bigger. It's just math, simple mathematics. Mm-hmm. So it's my theory of boners. Well, I've also heard this theory referred to as small hands. What? Small hands. So you want the girl to ratio. have a small... Th- th- yeah, I guess. But yeah, yeah I guess that's, this is just a, a more huma- a more like less disgusting spin on it. Just saying, mm-hmm. look, my dick's bigger. All right? That simple. Yep. I- I'm holding my hands up and shaking my head. Like, dick's bigger. It, it, it's a sound theory. So, that yeah, that's why guys like the short, small girls. Because it means your dick's bigger. And it's like, it's like if you want any chance of a, of a girl seeing your penis and be like, oh, keep it away from me. No, it's, it's too big. It, it, you've got a better, much better shot with the girl smaller because it's going to look bigger. Because I want to so, tell you something, B, to support this. <laughs> when I was a kid, when I was like maybe eight, eight nine years old, I saw my grandpa's penis. <laughs> My, oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm serious. This is a true story. This is I was. This is like therapy. You know, I, I was like eight years old. Opened the bathroom door, but just by accident, walked in, and my grandpa taking a piss. It wasn't sexual, and his penis looked enormous. At least at first, because when I was, because when I was like eight years old, you know, I was a little dude, and my penis was small because I'm an eight eight years old. And, you know, I thought there's. I thought my grandpa for the next however many years. I had a complex wondering if my grandpa was a freak with a big penis or, or what was going on, or if my penis was just too small or what. You know, it gave me a complex. I guess it's therapy, I guess. And then, but so it seemed so big because I was small. You know what I mean? I was eight years old. I was like four feet tall or whatever an eight-year-old is. And, and then when I saw his penis again when I was like 18, <laughs> didn't seem so big anymore. <laughs> I was yeah. waiting for a punchline. Okay, that didn't happen. But but the, the theory is, if you're small, a penis looks bigger than if you're big. It's that simple. It's just like when you're right. you remember Even though, like if you go to your childhood house, you'd be like, this kitchen seemed big when I was a kid. This exactly. is a small kitchen. You know what I mean? Like an old classroom. So yeah. So what you're really saying is that the Klitschko brothers have small dicks. No, they probably have. What I'm saying is, actually, they probably have gigantic cocks because they're like seven <laughs> foot five or whatever, and that just makes it even better because she's like the smallest person <laughs> ever. The dick's probably almost as big as her, and I don't know. And I'm like, 
that's and just, that works it's just, for I, you. I think it's just messed up. I, if anything is really dramatic or exaggerated, that's part of what makes it fun, you know? If I'm going to beat off, I'd be like, she might die if she fucks him. So that's part of the excitement. You know what I mean? Right, Beef? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's extreme. Gotta, I, 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 right. I want to know what that looks like in bed. You know what I mean? The Klipschko. I mean, the, uh, her, <laughs> like you hope that's the that next guy. celebrity sex tape that gets released. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I want. No, but she, she's she's got you know she's got the whole body thing. I like it. How tall is she really? Yeah, in a, in a similar. Um, how tall is she? I'm gonna guess five foot. Yeah, that's my guess. Probably. Yeah, in a similar vein. Uh, I was at the airport today, and vein. There was some, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of those fitness magazines had Kristen Bell on yep. the cover, and uh, that'll work. Oh, she is hot. How does how did that Dax Shepard guy get her? It makes no sense to me at all. You know the ugly know guy? You know that punk is. show and the ugly guy who was one of the helper guys in it? He's yeah. kind of funny. Now he's doing movies and stuff. He's marrying Kristen Bell, and that's so fucked up because she is one of the hottest pieces on the planet. There's this weird, like, Wii Fitness game that's out, and uh, it's got this girl on the cover of it who looks exactly like Kristen Bell, but it's not. It's like some fitness chick, but looks exactly like her. Oh, let me find it now. Mm. You can throw this in the according show. According to this, um, according to to the internet, Hayden Pinatieri is five foot one. So yeah, his dick might be almost as big as her. <laughs> <laughs> that dick must be some sight, right, Beeve? It's a thing to see. It is a thing to see. <laughs> Imagine those two brothers playing lightsabers in front of the toilet like we used to. Like you, giant cocks. Like you and Beeve used to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean me, RJ, and B. We didn't know each other when we were kids, but me and my brothers used to play lightsabers in front of the toilet with our with our pee streams, not with our penises, directly. Oh, here it is. I found Something's over here, folks. Oh, boy. Why are you finding that? If uh, Veronica Mars H is on Netflix on HD, and I've already beat off to that like eight times, <laughs> that is some good-looking chick. That Kristen Bell, especially when she was on Veronica Mars. Holy shite! Wait, what's the what was the cow noise? That was uh, me getting an IM from RJ. That's not a cow. You what's fucking my noise? Like it's a um, it's a it's, it's bah, meh, you know, like a sheep or something. Like a sheep. Yeah. Um, that chick looks like an older, not quite as good looking Kristen Bell, I guess. But it's, I don't really see yeah, like, strong of a resemblance. Kristen Bell's big sister, or like her mom, is pretty. Something. Yeah, she's not as pretty as I don't even see that strong of a resemblance, to be honest. What's funny? Hover, hover over the uh, the bundle with weight gloves picture. They just photoshopped weight gloves onto the uh, the photo. Wait, where's that? I don't see that one. There's standard weight edition gloves. and then bundle with weight gloves. Just hover over it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, nice. I don't. Oh, it's only nine dollars. Yeah, they did. I mean, she's not bad looking, but I don't. I don't think she's. I, I guess I just don't see a strong resemblance. Quick to glance, Bell. I was like, what? Yeah, I can. That uh, through the eyes, and she's blonde. And, and this Dak Shepard guy is really smart marrying this chick because this is a chick who does not age. She was like twenty five playing a high school student, yeah. and she's got to be thirty or higher now, and she and still, she still looks, looks the like same. That, yeah. And she's so beautiful. This is the kind of marriage. Well, and she's, she's got not a ton a, of money. Yeah, and she's she's an earner. 
and she's yep. terrific looking, and she doesn't seem to age. Well, she's probably good for at least another ten years of looking hot. So I, I say good for him. Another person to uh, another person who ages ridiculously well would be Jennifer Aniston, but she's too much of a bitch that you would ever want to marry her. You know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not an Aniston. I think fan. she's also been not only has she aged well because she's like forty now and she still looks pretty good, but. She's grandfathered in to a point because I beat off to her so many times when I was a kid on that friend show when she wore that waitress outfit mm-hmm. uniform. I beat off well, to that. She was always uh she was always nipping out too on that show. Yeah. She I you know, maybe this sounds strange, but you know, in the early seasons of Friends, she wasn't fat or anything, but she was a little bit more meat on her than later on than mm-hmm. nowadays. I actually think that looked good for some reason. I mean, call me weird. Mm-hmm. Call me crazy. She had like a little bit bigger boobs and everything. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I thought she was really good looking. No, I, I think that pendulum's swinging back that way. Have you seen uh, Padma and Top Chef this year? Padme? What? Yeah, Pat, Padma Lakshmi, the, the host of uh, Top Chef. No. Top Shelf. I don't know what that means. Well, she was hot before, but she's a little, like, thicker this year, and it's uh, it works for her. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes she's just too skinny. I mean, actually, I'm just kidding. They're never too skinny, but... In, re- in, <laughs> no, in certain cases, they, they could stand to gain a little weight, you know, but that's not to say I like them to be fat or anything, but I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm probably just going to get myself in the trouble. Well, it's the, the Hillary Duff yeah. thing where she looked like a Yeah, cool. the Hillary Duff thing is one of the good examples of that. She got really thin and she just became very definitely less attractive. And then she filled, out, filled back out a little bit and then she looked good again. What can I say? Like I think lately, as far from what I've seen lately, she looks pretty much as good as she's ever looked. She looks really good. She's got married. She's not like super. She's not super thin anymore. Her on the front of one of those, you know, magazines at checkout at a grocery store, and she just got married or something. Yeah, she's marrying some hockey player, which is like the worst. Why, what is with hockey players getting all these chicks? You know, the other one, um, the girl from the girl next door. What's her name? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they dated Elisha, the same one for a while. Like not at the same Elisha time. Cuthbert. But... Back in her prime, she was so ridiculous. I mean, I think she, she's probably still good looking now, but in her prime, she was just incredible. Mm-hmm. She, she's she been with one hockey player to the next, and that's it. Nothing but hockey players for her. What's 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 so attractive about hockey players, Beef? Well, maybe she just has a type. Like, what like is if, I, type? if I was like, a gay is... dude, like, I could see, like, okay, I'm going to watch football. There's something in this for me if I'm a gay dude or a chick or something because the guys are wearing all these tight pants and everything. With hockey, they're all padded up and covered completely. You can't see their butts or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. <laughs> so what's, why would hockey be – where's the sex appeal in a hockey player? Hockey players I are think... non-sexual. There's nothing sexual about hockey whatsoever. No, I I think there's a, a certain – female psyche that's attracted to the brutality associated with hockey. Well, yeah, well, football's kind of like that, and they're they're also a little more sexual looking, you know what I mean? Beef? Uh, I, I really don't, but... <laughs> no, they wear the tight pants, so you can see, like, their legs and butt and stuff, so chicks like that. Okay. That's what girls like that, I'm sure they do. I don't know, aren't most football players, like... 200 pounds overweight. Um, no, the the linebackers overweight. and stuff are. The, the the ones who actually run around and do the athletic stuff. You know, the, you got the linebackers in the front who whose job it is to just kind of be blobs. Like if you, just be mass. No, I mean, there's some really good-looking football players. Look up Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> if you take, take a look at Marshawn Lynch, you'll There's some you'll really good-looking football players. <laughs> Anybody who actually knows about football, uh, just laugh, by the way. Because, well, just, just Google Marshawn Lynch. How do I spell it? Uh, M-A-R-S-H-A-W-N. Lynch. Lynch. Oh, okay. 
Martian. That's an unfortunate he's, last name. He's got name. like a grill. He's like a black dude. He's got like the grill with the teeth covered in uh, silver or metal or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's ugly, really. He just looks kind of funny. Yeah. It looks like a mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, well, here's yeah, a, here's he is kind of ugly, thing. I guess. I don't know. Oh, wait. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw in the, the show. There's a picture of Marshawn, which that's funny. No, but Beef, the, the linebackers are supposed to block the guys from getting the quarterback, so they're, like, really big, and that's just the whole point is to be huge. I know, but, but the, rest of, them gotta, the rest of them have to run around and stuff, so they're pretty fit. Can't. Can't the guys who are doing that not be fat and still do that? Well, if they they, they, they could, they really could. Muscly? But if the other team brought in some guys who were four hundred pounds, then they, the four hundred pound guys have the advantage because their job is to block the other guy. Their job is to be a wall, so they got to be. Big. I don't know. I just think it's really depressing that someone can be like two hundred pounds overweight. Well, I don't know if they're ever two hundred pounds overweight. I think I think I don't know if any of them are four hundred pounds. They got to be able to have some amount of ability to move around and not die. So they're probably is you know three fifty pounds is probably about as big as they get. I'm guessing, right? Right, RJ? Uh, for like linemen and stuff, probably. I don't think anyone's going to be bigger than three hundred fifty pounds because if you're much bigger than that, you're going to be having heart attacks yeah. and not able to move around. And there's you know you got to be at least functional. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just really big, fat dudes are the linebackers. But everyone else, you know, everyone else looks really hot. Right, Beef? Sure. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Maybe we can stop, start talking about something else. Another example are those Veronicas. One of them got real skinny, but now she's like a little bit less skinny. Yeah. She looks real good again. They just did a concert around here, and I didn't go this time. Kind of wish I, I want to see him again, but... There's always something kind of weird about going to see a, going to a concert where everyone is like a little girl, except for you. It's just kind of it's just something kind of weird about it. It's not going to stop me though. I don't know. But when we went, it wasn't that weird. I mean, there were. I know it was. I, I was just making a joke. There were young people. There, there definitely were a lot of young people there, and most of them were chicks. Right. You know, it was like <laughs> that's a really good one. You know, like like most of the people, well, not most, but of the largest slice section of people were probably you know teenage girls. And then there was also like the parents and stuff here and there. <laughs> and there was also, you know, but there was everyone. But I'm just saying it was pretty, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. I liked it though. I didn't like the, the really obnoxious bands before they <laughs> played, but I liked, I liked them. Yeah. It's funny. The time I saw them before that was uh, Kate Vogel. The Veronica's. I like her. She's hot, man. She's hot. She was the one I was going to have sign a Target receipt, and then I was going to return whatever I bought with that receipt. Just a mock. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I saw a music video. She looked really hot. What was the other? Uh, and then uh, Natasha Bedingfield was there. She's all right. Maybe her time's passed, but she's all right. Speaking of, when I was backing up my 360 uh, save files, I backed up that video, too. Yeah, I have both Natasha Bedingfield videos still on my 360 hard drive from back when they used to give away HD videos now and then. And I also have um, Jessica Simpson video because they gave that away once too. Yeah, I say both. It was uh, – what's the name of it? I don't know. She's like roller skating. Yeah, the roller skating one and Andy Dick's in it for some reason. It's like her and uh, Christina Applegate and uh, the girl from – the hot one from – Restless Housewives, and uh, the, this other hot chick who's like, I think she's black or something, but she's really hot. And they're roller skating, and Andy Dick's like drooling over them and stuff, and it's just completely bizarre. 
Yeah, that was like the early days of the 360 when they were just like, uh, here's a. Music they didn't know video. what to do. They were like, yeah. Here's they gave away like three videos, and I have all three of them. <laughs> I gotta find out who that chick is now, because I remember her looking really good, but I don't know what she who she was. I don't watch the video. Public Affair was the name of the song. Okay. Yeah, that was the old days of the 360 when it was just like, here's some content. I guess it's a Jessica Simpson video, and it's free. So, like, everybody downloaded. Okay, it was... Oh, Maria Menounos was in it, too, and she's really hot. Interesting. You know who that is, RJ? Yeah, she's like a host on Extra or something. Yeah, she, she looks really good, though. She's really hot. And she's kind of fun, too. Okay, Eva Longoria Parker, Jessica Simpson, Maria Menounos. Ryan Seacrest was in it, too. For some reason. Andy Dick. Okay, here's the girl, Christina Milan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was famous in, like, the early 2000s. Yeah, I don't know much about her, but man, she in that video anyway, she looked really good. Hey, baby. Mm-hmm. Didn't she do the Kim Possible intro music? <laughs> would I know that? Didn't she? And there was a scene where, like, Andy Dick is, like, fantasizing about the girls, which I find kind of funny, because isn't he gay? Yeah, that's what he's, I was thinking. So he's fantasizing about, maybe that's part of the joke. Yeah, uh, he claims, he says he's not. But he's fantasizing about the girls, and they cut to a fantasy scene where it's uh, Eva Longoria Parker, not Eva Longoria Parker, but uh, Jessica Simpson and uh, Christina Milan are going to make out or something. And I remember that being kind of hot. I don't know. I'd watch that. They're, they had like you know the lip gloss on. Their lips look all big and wet. Letting you guys into my life with this stuff. We've gotten, and everyone we've else gotten out a there. pretty big glimpse tonight. <laughs> I haven't told Even you much. Enough. So what? I told you I've watched two, at least two other guys masturbate. I've told you I tried to beat off in the car. I mean, I haven't told you that much. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the intro to the show. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Speaking of, we got a lot of good feedback on the, uh, the last time on TZ thing from the last episode. Yeah, that, yeah, the uh, they liked the intro. Maybe we'll have another good That's intro this time. Good. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. It's just been I so long. I, I don't even remember what the last intro was, to be honest. It's, it's been so long. It, it was all old-timey radio yeah. show. Oh, yeah, intro. yeah. Last time on Tamezilla, that stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a pretty good template. I think we should just as long roll as you can make it easily. doing that every time. Yeah. You can make it easily enough, and it doesn't take, like, you know, hours. Well, it takes work because I want to be, like, teasing different things that happen in the show. You have to listen to the whole thing and take out notes of each different little thing that you mm-hmm. that you want to reference in the in the tease. So it takes more work for sure. So, like, I, what I would have to do is listen to it, and every time there's sort of a little highlight that I think might go in that part, I have to copy that and paste it into its own little thing and then mm-hmm. make a note about it so that I can put it all together. You know, it's it's definitely know. more work. I think it's worth it. But, but the, the, if, if this this may not we we may not always do two parters. So if this is like part one, or if it's not a two parter, I can't say last time on Tamezilla. Yeah, you can. I can't say that. Sure you can. Sure you can. You just use the end. You just like use the, the last. Other. The last. Oh, when we, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When we put but those two episodes, that would have been out. like eight months ago. Last time on Tamezilla. Yeah, well, that's, that's like a, that's like a whole that's like a whole full uh, feature movie away. But that's why now. because uh, they don't remember what happened last time. Oh. Last, and yeah, it's more important to have. Plus, that. there's no, there's not really much continuity between these because it's not a two-parter. I don't know. 
Last time on tapes, well, it didn't have beef. The continuity wasn't really there last time either. There were two separate <laughs> but, episodes. I think last time it was just us grunting for some reason. <laughs> last time. <laughs> and RJ was like, this game whack. Wham. Wham. <laughs> when did I say wham? I couldn't remember that. It was when you uh, made your little sync up noise when we sync our tracks. And you went, uh, yeah, we didn't do that. wham. <laughs> I just took that wham. You kept saying that was it. Great, I'm like, that was my review of some game. Yo, this game, whack, wham, wham, this game, whack. <laughs> yeah, but you sound like a mental patient because I kept looping it. Uh, wham, this this game, whack, wham, this game, whack, wham. <laughs> Those are some in-depth TV reviews. And we're all in our own world, all grunting and saying little stuff. It was pretty good. When Jack and I, I both listened to that, I'm like, who would have ever listened to that previous episode? That's what it really was. <laughs> <laughs> I amused myself with that. And then but yeah. I had some legitimate stuff when I said when I said what was coming up on this episode. Yeah, that was real. It was real. And I said, I don't know, but I, I said I, I made Beav look like an asshole. <laughs> but he, he, I love uh, taking Beav out of says, context. You approved it. <laughs> you said I was a rapist. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really surprised you approved that going in. It was good. Was <laughs> Beav's putting art above dignity. Yeah. Exactly. He, he's taking one for the I'll team. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> I, I think I could... Uh, I looked up Christina Milian. Most of the pictures look pretty good. Some pictures she looks more black than other pictures for some reason. What is that? I don't know. Like, like, like the Gabar- There's a big controversy because Gabourey <laughs> Sidibe appears on the front of some yeah, L magazine or something. And she looks light-skinned for some reason. And now they're saying, oh, it's racist because they retouched her to be lighter. Well, first of all... <sighs> I, I think this is totally out of line to me going after this magazine. Because, first of all, they had this other chick on the magazine cover, some African model, who's so black you can't even see her. And they had her on the cover twice. So, so why would they do this now? Like, if they, had, if they cared about how black someone was. And, and, and also, sometimes black people just look less black than other times. Google search Christina Milian, and you can see that right in front of your eyes. It lays out all the pictures. Her color of skin is totally different in each one. So uh, well, maybe lighting. just being black means the lighting just changes how you look. And, and mm-hmm. I don't think Elle Magazine's racist for that. I mean, that's just ridiculous. People invent controversy. No. I mean, the same thing's true of white models. If, you know, it's the color of the lighting, that the hue of the lighting, what makeup they're wearing. I mean, if you look up pictures yeah, of exactly. any of the women we've talked about today, their skin color would be exactly the same. I was watching a movie called uh, the, the uh, I think it's called The Losers. It's like based on some stupid comic property. It wasn't that good of a movie, but it had that girl from Avatar in it. Do you know who I'm talking about, Beeve? Uh, Yeah. What's her name, RJ? I didn't see Avatar. The, well, she's she was also in Star Trek. She played um, the communications girl oh, in Star Trek movie. Oh, shit. What's her name? We all know who you mean. No, RJ doesn't. I do. I know I what she looks this. like. It is on our name. Who cares? <sighs> What's her name? What's her name? Anyway, she's in it. And um, <sighs> she's got like a love scene with a white guy. And for some reason, the lighting made it look like he was darker than her. It was just weird. And I, I noticed that right away. And I was like, wow. They, back in the old days, they would light movies in such a way that black people looked brighter. Maybe that's where the controversy comes from for the Elle magazine because it's like a throwback to making black people look lighter. But they, they used to do that with black people making them look lighter. But now they're making black, white people look darker because the white person looks just as dark as her. I don't know. But she looks – Zoe Yeah, Saldana. Zoe Saldana. I, I beat off to that movie. and It was PG-13, so there wasn't even much to beat off to, but I beat off to it. And then her scene came on. That was pretty hot too. 
<laughs> no, no, but uh, she, she's really hot. In that movie. I love that he sets himself yeah. up the, for his the, own jokes. The Zoe Saldano in that movie, she's so fucking skinny. It's she's there's no Wait, way she which, weighs which more movie? than eighty pounds or ninety pounds, but she looks so good in that movie. And you know, she doesn't have like the big boobs or anything. I don't need someone to have big boobs. I'm not so into big boobs that everyone's got to have them. I don't care. <laughs> Just be angry. I don't. What do I care? I don't need you to spend ten thousand dollars getting your boobs all big. Who cares? I don't need them to be big. Just, just. I I like the little boobs. That's fine with me. I like it. Right, RJ. Right. Proportion. Well, I don't even care about that. (laughs) I do care about that. No, I'm just saying. Like, if a girl's skinny, her boobs aren't going to be big unless you get implants. So. I mean, in most cases, maybe some freaks. Out. Maybe cases. there's some weird people out there who hit the genetic la- jackpot and they're real skinny and their boobs yeah. are big naturally. God right. bless them. But for, for most skinny people like Zoe Saldana, the boobs are going to be small and I'm fine with it. And she is extremely sexy in that movie. And I did beat off. I'm not going to hide it. <laughs> right in the theater. Beat off. <laughs> and I did beat off. I did. I'm not going to hide it anymore. I'm tired of hiding it. And I'm proud of it. I am tired of hiding it. I beat off to a PG-13 movie, and I'm a grown man. Right, Beef? Yep. Beating off to PG-13 movies used to be the something something you do if you're a kid, because that's all you can do. I'm a grown man, and I did it, and I'm tired of hiding who I am. I think it's very brave of you to drag this issue out into the light. <laughs> Ever beat off to a PG-13 movie, uh, uh, Beef? Uh, since I was approximately that age. So when you were 13, you did. Which movie was it? Let's look up what know, movies I'm, came I'm, out the year Beef was 13. We can guess. Beef, don't say. So you were 13. Beef, don't, don't say Milo and Otis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have to guess. Early to mid nineties because I'm not even sure how old Beav is. Right he was now, thirteen so. and probably. Well, do you even want to say how old you are, Beav? I don't, don't want to. Yeah, you. you're you're gonna look up movies from like a three year range and try to like <laughs> reverse engineer. Okay, top movies of 1995: Apollo 13. That must be it. <laughs> Apollo 13, because there's that scene in the spaceship where it's zero gravity and Kevin Bacon throws up. Beav beat off to that one. No, I already figured yeah, out we which all one have- it is. Beef beat off to Jumanji. Movies. Had a boy in it. Had a girl in it. We don't know what's going on with Beef. Had something for everyone. Had a boy. Had a girl. A had Robin Williams. Had all three things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was probably, Check. we can bet it was Jumanji. Check. Check. <laughs> all right, let's go. Congo. I see. There's a lot of movies here I could see Beef beating off to, to be honest. And this couple of years before that, there was Jurassic Park. I don't know. Casino, Brady Bunch movie. I actually beat after the Brady Bunch movie. Do you know I the, did. the dude from uh, that '70s show? Yeah, um, what's his name? Fez. Fez. Yeah. What's his real name? Fez was the little, was the foreign guy. Yeah. What's what's his real name? Oh shit! Wilmer Vondelone. Yeah, yeah. Or Will, something. Will, Wilmer yeah. He said he uh, he nailed the girl from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Laura. <laughs> she wasn't even that. He said that you on mean the, the, He said it was his first. The, the child from Jurassic Park, the the girl, the little girl who was yeah, not Laura probably Dern. like twelve or thirteen in that movie. Yeah, I mean, this was when they were twenty, probably. But yeah, but she, she couldn't be that hot. She was. She really wasn't. He that said hot it. Well, when she he said 13. it was like he said this on Stern, by the way. I'm not just making this up. But he said it was his uh, like his first Hollywood girlfriend. 
Oh. First, first date. He could definitely do better than that because you know I could tell she wasn't going to be that good looking. He's new to Hollywood. Let's see. Heat came out in 1995. That easily could have been it. I beat off the Heat. I beat off the Heat just a few months ago. <laughs> no, I did. There's that scene where Who she, was in Natalie heat? Portman, tries to kill herself, so she's in the bathtub. Beat off to it. What do I care? I forgot she was even in that. She was in it. She was like. 13 or something. 12 or 13. 14, maybe. You're obviously oh, kidding. boy. Yeah, she was in that. Now Pacino was her father, father-in-law or something. Um, I don't know. That was a really good movie. Uh, Michael Mann, good movie. That's on Netflix, I think. On Netflix streaming. You should all see it. Probably. Any, any Braveheart. Other, any other topics we want to cover? <laughs> oh, I found it. Grumpier old men. Grumpy old men, not sexy enough. Grumpier old men? Yes. Just, just sexy enough. Welch in it, yeah. <laughs> Let's check out the 1994 movies. I think B might have been 13 in 1994. I'm not sure, though. Let me see here. Forrest Gump. Beat off to that. <laughs> I actually did beat off to a lot of these movies <laughs> when I was a kid. Beat off to, <laughs> did beat off to Forrest Gump. There was that chick in it. There was a scene where she's playing acoustic guitar on stage, and she's naked. You don't actually see her boobs or anything, but she's naked behind the guitar. Beat after that when I was a kid. So it stands <laughs> the reason if I did it, Beave also did it. True Lies, beat after that. Um, the Santa Claus act didn't beat after that, but Beave might have. Dumb and Dumber did beat after that. Did. You didn't beat off to the beat movie The Santa Claus, but just the idea. <laughs> I didn't beat after The Santa Claus. I'm actually being honest right now. I did beat off to Forrest Gump, did beat off to True Lies, did beat off to Dumb and Dumber, didn't beat off to Clear and Present Danger, did beat off to Speed, did beat off to The Mask, didn't beat off to Pulp Fiction. Those are all true. I'm not lying. Well, What's-Her-Face was really hot in The Mask. Yeah, Cameron Diaz. That's who I beat off to. Yeah. She was another one. She, she's a prime in example. In Speed, of, I beat yeah, off to Sandra Bullock. You know, when I was that age, I did, internet was just barely there at that point. I didn't have the ability to download porn and stuff like that. So I beat off to a lot of movies and TV. I, so I'm telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. Beat after a lot of VH tapes of just regular movies. I don't movies. think thought you were lying. VHS tapes. <laughs> no, you guys think I'm telling a joke. I'm not. Forrest Gump. Actually, I'm not 100% sure if I beat after Forrest Gump or not, but I know <laughs> I beat off the Dumb and Dumber. And <laughs> <laughs> You're not sure if it was Forrest Gump, but it was definitely well, a Dumb and Dumber had a chick with big boobs or something in it. And there was like, just, you know, all it takes is one tiny little part to be in there. You know, there was one sort part in Dumb and Dumber where someone's boobs were out or something, some hot chick, and I beat off. I picture you watching yeah, that movies one little part. With your family, and they're like, "Not again, <laughs> <laughs> no, Peter." No, no I do this when I'm they whack him with, with a roll-up newspaper, uh, VCR, and everything. I, I remember the VCR because you have to, if you fucking pause it, most of the time it, it messes the picture up. So you just gotta keep. <laughs> so you just gotta you gotta spring to action and be quick about it. Because if you have to stop and rewind it and go again. Then it just it, it it sets you way back. You know what I mean, RJ? <laughs> yep. Right, RJ. Uh-huh. And I can't just f- pause it because w- in most cases it's not good enough because the the picture gets obstructed <laughs> by those little white st- line things. You know what I mean, Beav and RJ? Kids these days are so spoiled. They are spoiled. When I, when I was a kid, it was hard to beat off. Well, it wasn't hard, but it was hard to find things to beat off too. So you would just get whatever you could. Let's check what I beat off to in 1993. I think that, I think that, um, like video game magazines back then, 
should have really been thinking about that. Like, they should have had you in mind. And maybe, like, in the yeah. back, just throw, like, a picture of a chick or something. I beat off to some magazines that just had, like, sexy girls and advertisements and stuff like that. Definitely. What about the, uh, the Lara Croft CG model? I don't remember. I think, I'm, I actually think I may have beaten off to, the, to Lara Croft, but it was actually with the game running. So I would, like, <laughs> like, I would, like put her up playing. against a wall and, like, angle the camera so I could see her boobs or something. I don't know. I remember beating off to Lara Croft the first game. Wait, what about Dead or Alive? I did beat off the Dead or Alive, yeah, okay. I think. Okay. I was like 17. <laughs> Let me see here. 1993, there wasn't that many I beat off to. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't beat off to that. Uh, <laughs> Robin Williams is something you can beat off to, right? That's what I said. That was part of the <laughs> criteria from Jumanji. Let's see. Schindler's List. <laughs> 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 that red dress, man. Philadelphia. Free Willy. Demolition Man I actually did beat off, too, because there was a scene where he, it's Sylvester Stallone goes into the future because he's, like, frozen yeah. for to, to be punished, and they revive him in the future, and everything's different, and he's like a fish out of water. And the telephones are now, like, video phones, and someone calls him and calls the wrong number, and it's a naked chick. I just took that one little snippet of a scene, and I beat <laughs> off to it. Let me see here. Waste not, want not. Exactly. You remember they had There's so a, much going to waste now. I just don't have enough jizz to beat off to all the different stuff that I could be beating off to. It's just a, you're an old man, man. It's just too much. It's too much. Uh, Wayne's World 2 beat off to that for sure. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. I beat off to that because April O'Neil was, was um, like bathing in the lake at one point. And she had her leg out, and I think I beat off to that, but I can't remember. It, it might have been kind of made harder by the fact that turtles were all commenting on it. That might have slowed me down, but I'm not sure. They're like, "Woo, April, showing her leg and everything." Yeah, dude. I don't know. Homeward Bound. No. Check. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> the piano. <laughs> the piano was something I beat off to because actually I didn't. Falling down. You know, that's one of those movies I always wanted to see. Cause it's like a dude rebelling. Actually, uh, Falling Down is a great movie and you should see yeah. it. And I didn't beat off to it. I'm kidding. There's nothing in that movie to beat off to unless you want to beat off to Michael Douglas going crazy and killing people. <laughs> uh, Hocus Pocus. I didn't beat off... Hocus Pocus, I'm not sure if I should say yes or not. I didn't beat <laughs> off to the movie, but I beat off to one of the uh, the like the movie banners in the newspaper. How do you the, know the this? Because I remember... <laughs> Like, there's, there's Sarah Jessica Parker with her boobs hanging out of her shirt on, like, the picture, you know, the movie section of the newspaper where they show the different movies that are playing. And there's the picture of the movie. And uh, Sarah Jessica Parker with her boobs out. I, I beat off to it. Hocus Pocus. You are so damaged. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's anything else here. The Sandlot I might have beat off to. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What about the big green? Let's go back to 1992. We're getting, starting to get into a realm where it's less likely that I beat off to him because I'm just getting too young to have been yeah, beat you, Maybe you've seen them since. Right. Actually, I'm pretty sure... Sh- I, I, like, here's an example. I couldn't have beaten off to Aladdin when it came out because I wasn't beating off yet, but I beat off to it later on. So I guess there's an asterisk there. I would believe that. <laughs> asterisk. <laughs> Bram Sugar's Dracula did beat off to that. Last of Mohicans did beat off to that. Under Siege did not. 
A League of Their Own did not. See, I'm surprised by The Under Siege, actually. Well, the second one had... Actually, the... there's not a Steven Seagal movie where he's just killing everybody. Yeah. Well, but the second one had what's the name? Wait, was that, was that the... There was one Steven no, Seagal movie. I, I definitely beat off to a Steven Seagal movie. I don't remember what one it was. I just know it was one... Because I, I don't... They all run together. Number two, but there this, was one where a girl first, jumped out of a cake. The first no, the second one. one had Catherine Heigl in it. The first one had the girl from Baywatch. Uh, there was the, the the movie that I beat off to that had Steven Seagal in it was when a girl jumps out of a cake and she's topless. Yeah, that's the first was one. Was that Under Siege? Oh, because yeah. I did beat off to this. Check. All right. <laughs> Phew. Uh, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid did beat off to it because here's what happened. I didn't beat off to it when it came out. When it came out, I went to the theater to see it with my mom and stuff, right? So you couldn't. There was one scene. It was a PG movie, but there was one scene where some girls in bikinis just walked by the camera. And I was like, whoa. So later on, I, uh, I got that out and I beat off to it. Uh, uh, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can't say I did that one. Medicine Man. <laughs> Wasn't that the one with all the naked natives? <laughs> no, not check. Not check. Three Ninjas. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> <laughs> One for each ninja. <laughs> I wonder if we're going back so far enough that a lot of our readers won't know what I'm talking about because they were too young in 1992 I to know what so. this stuff is. I think Blanky. Yeah. So let's just go forward and see what I beat off to in 1996. I think Blanky's like 18 or something. The, like the prime time that I was beating off to movies was Finally in the legal. Like 1994 to 1997 is the most movies that I would have beaten off to, I think. 94 to 97, that was the golden age. Yeah. Right. Jizz color days. Well, glad we. 101 Dalmatians, <laughs> no. Uh, the Arrival, no. The Associate, no. I don't see anything yet. Barb. Maybe Warner. you should save a couple years for next time. <laughs> like, how are we ever going to get segue back into this again? Ever? How's it ever going to happen? I got to get this done. Ant Bully, no. <laughs> bound. Ant Bully. Oh, bound. Ant-bully bound. I beat off to Bound. You guys know Bound? Gina Gershon? I beat I right off know. to it. Just beat right off. That was in 1996. Uh, barbed wire. I don't think I ever saw that, but if I did, I'd know I would have beaten off to it. I, have, I haven't eaten dinner yet. <laughs> this isn't making you, this isn't making you lose your appetite. <laughs> You're going to eat dinner after this? D3 is going to be ducks. eating an under siege. is going to come on. <laughs> He's just Dunstan ruined checks like in. 75 movies for us. <laughs> Dunstan checks in. Check. Seriously, the next time anyone watches Under Siege that's listening to this... They're going to see the girl jump out of the cake and go, Oh, no, Pete's beating go, off. Oh, that's where Pete did it. Okay, I did find one that I beat off to, another one, for real. Foxfire with Angelina Jolie getting naked. Definitely beat off to that one. Check, exclamation point. <laughs> I think that means I beat off to it more than once. From Dusk mm-hmm. Till Dawn, I beat off to it. There was some chicks without much on. I know I beat off to it, and Quentin Tarantino was in it. Uh, I I actually never really realized just how many movies I've beaten off to until I start looking at them. Happy Gilmore I beat off to. Harriet the Spy I beat off to. Oh, I know what it was in Happy Gilmore. It was like his Michelle fantasy. Trackenberg was in it, and she's hot. His fantasy in Happy Gilmore where she's uh, holding a beer and yeah. in that outfit. Didn't that one have the, the girl who was Miss USA in it or something? Um, 
She was on Ed. Harry the Spy was hot because I had Michelle Trackenberg in it and I just beat it off. Getting cut so Actually, I'm kidding about Harriet the Spy, by the way. I, I want to keep this legit, so I'm, I'll tell you I was kidding about Harriet the Spy. Um, Hunchback of Notre Dame, I did beat off to because there was a hot animated chick in it. Independence Day, I did beat off to because that girl was pretty hot. Will Smith's girlfriend. Really at that time. She's not hot now, but at the time she was pretty good looking, I think, if I remember correctly. <sighs> so... At any point here, we could just fade out. Kazam! Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to end. It just fades out. <laughs> uh, I'm almost... I'm, I'm going to end. Mars Attacks, I beat off to, because Natalie Portman's in it a little bit, and I can beat off to any movie that she's in. Right, I got, any movie that she's I in, I can beat off you. to. What? Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Not the movies, just the I, I have beaten off to that, <laughs> because... Um, Amy Jo Johnson. Uh, the, the pink Power Ranger was really good-looking. So Joe, or whatever. Definitely beat after that. Yes, exclamation point, period. Full stop. <laughs> Full stop. Uh, the Nutty Professor, I don't think I did. What year are we on? 90, we're on 1996. I won't do any more years after this one. Uh, Ransom with Mel Gibson? I might have. No, I didn't. I'm kidding. Uh... Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes? Yes. Scream? Yes. Drew Barrymore getting sliced up at the beginning? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I beat off to Drew Barrymore in that movie. And I think I beat off to a Rose McGowan in that movie also. I've I beaten off many times to Scream. Um, <laughs> I'm serious, by the way. Not Sling Blade. Not <laughs> Sling Blade. Not Sling Blade. Space Jam, yes. Okay, I'm kidding about Space Jam. Uh, strip Tease, yes. For sure, I beat off to Strip Tease. Uh, I'm on Tease now. Thinner, I beat off to that. Uh, Carrie Werher was in that as a gypsy, and she was way too hot to be playing a gypsy, but I did beat off to it. Um... U. Nothing there. V, nothing there. W, nothing there. Okay, that's it. Didn't be, I don't see All anything right. else I beat off to. Unless you count the wind and the willows, which was clay animation. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Didn't beat off to that. <laughs> well, I feel like we should go for another three minutes. Oh, really? Take a look at the time. Okay, that, that's it. Let's, let's, actually, there's a few more. Well, no, I don't mean for this. I mean just in general. <laughs> Flipper. I did beat off the Flipper! Because I had Jessica Alba in it and she was 14, but she was still hot and I beat off to it. Yeah. Of course. Eraser, I beat off to I, that also. You were also 14, had, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm the same age as Jessica Alba. That's how I know how old I am, because I just look up how old she is. Or the, or the other thing, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, beat off quite a bit. Man, that's a lot of uh, stuff, you know. What if I saved it all? <laughs> I don't know how. To, I don't know how to transition into anything. What else? if I just never got rid of it and I just saved it in like milk jugs all my life? Why did it have to be milk jugs? <laughs> I know he went to milk jugs way too easily because for they're, because they're they have caps and they're like they're cheap and they are plastic and they probably keep for a long time. The milk thing, man. Why? 
I just ruined milk for you. Yeah. So you've ruined Under Siege and milk. Well, actually, I could use those two liter bottles. I could use that. That's probably better because they screw them. The rest of my night was supposed to be watching Under Siege and drinking some milk. And look what you've done. (laughs) I I think I ruined... I I did elaborate on more than one of these. So there's quite a a lot of movies that are going to have that little footnote in it now for people watching Under Siege. Ooh, the girl just jumped out of the cake. Oh, no. Pete's come. No. Well, if we ever get enough listeners to actually have a meetup, we'll have to watch Under Siege mm-hmm. and drink milk. It's kind of the official thing <laughs> there's some thing kind now. of drink, too, with, like, ragu and a spaghetti sauce drink. Oh, yeah, there was a mixed drink. Yeah. I should look that up. They go back, like, episode 10, probably. Or, or if anyone remembers it, go ahead and post it as a comment. Because I can't be fucked to go look it up, to be honest. Yeah. And I wasn't kidding about Aladdin. I did beat off. The Jasmine, I hope. Yeah, Jasmine, like, with her, who, who runs around with, like, a little tiny top on, hanging out with that tiger all the time, which was oddly sensual for me, because she has the tiger there with well, her, and the tiger's, like, no. the tiger's bigger than she is, and it's just kind of hot. I don't <laughs> oh, know. Oh, back to that. Hey, so, B, tell me about Outland. I, I like the chick with the big monster. That's what I like. It's, like, it's like hot for some reason. Well, that part of it was fine, but it was really at the end where she was bad Jasmine. Oh yeah, and she tries. She part. tries to seduce Jafar, and she like, comes right yeah. at him, and her boobs are out, and she's like all seductive. My mm. niece was watching that movie, and that part came on, and I was like, "Oh shit, I can't, I can't watch this around my nieces. That's weird." Hope they never listen. Get off my and then she goes, "Dude, you got half a boner." <laughs> <laughs> I hope no one listens to this. And three hours. I hope no one I know listens to this. <laughs> wow, this is the longest episode ever. It's a saga. It is not the longest episode ever. Yeah, it's longest ever. No, nothing's ever come close it's to three hours. Three. Yeah. Really? Never happened. And there's no way this is going to be one episode either, so it's all right. No. Uh, yeah, this, this might, might be, be a three. whole month's worth. <laughs> we, we play our cards right. This is three so, episodes. No, it's not going to be more than we two. We can talk again when the fallout comes out. <laughs> all right, so yeah, well, we. Uh, I, I think... We've said a lot, maybe too much. We talked about TGS, talked about some games, talked about Halo Reach, talked about my cum, talked about <laughs> beating talked off about with other lot. guys. I think Beav revealed this a bit was... too much about himself. I think this was yeah. the uh, the deepest roster of content we've ever had on a tapezilla. Yeah, we've got a lot of, we've learned job, a lot guys. about RJ and, and uh, Beav. Beav was an open book. Maybe too much. Beav was an open book. This is why I hope no one listens to this <laughs> that I know. Yeah. I don't care if people I don't really know listen to it. Yeah. How about people you don't know yet? I don't really care. I, I Actually, to be honest, I don't really care that much. I'm a funny guy. I don't really care. I'm, I haven't told anything that's that unusual. It's just stuff that people don't uh, usually talk about in polite company, but it's, all some, it's nothing unexpected. Everyone beats off to movies when they're a kid. Everyone's had that story. Every 13-year-old beats off to everything he can get his hands on. That's nothing new. They don't usually like just put it out there for everybody to hear, though. <laughs> right. But I'm talking about, so I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it, you know, years later, so so it, it's not like a big deal. It's like I'm looking back on it. Well, I think we've made a lot of progress this episode. It's been so. very therapeutic for me. Yeah, maybe next time you'll be able to... Maybe next time I'll have some more, some new movies to add. (laughs) I'll go through this list, and I'm going to say, hmm, didn't, but shoulda. (laughs) Write it down. You have like a movie watching list over the next year. Yeah. 
I could have. Well, if anyone movies. has recommendations, they should go ahead and post movies those from the nineties that I should have beaten off to. <laughs> like, I, I know right off, I beat off to a movie called U-Turn in the nineties. I don't remember what year it was, but I beat off. It's to like it. going back and playing the classic Actually, games. But people, people should not leave it as comments. They should leave some fucking voicemails. I'm sick of the no voicemails. Yeah, leave some voicemails. There was one. There was one a little while back, but we never played it. We should get rid of it. We should stop this because I'm just starting to get scared that the files are going to get too big and they're just going to mess up. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll catch you later. Okay. All right. So leave us some voicemails and shit. We'll see you next week. Sort of. <laughs>